I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. In the commission, you asked for permission to hit him. He don't like me. Hit him while wifey was with him. You heard of us, the murderous, most shady, been on the low lately. The feds hate me. Son of Satan, they say my killing's too blatant. You hesitating. I'm in your mama crib waiting. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Last night of the week for us. The night before the NBA draft. Yes, it is. Where the Bobcats have the ninth pick and the 24th pick and $20 million to spend. So much intrigue. I'm mad at you. You call us the Bobcats. Oh, yeah, the Hornets. You're right. <laughs> um, also, the night before the Americans take on our old nemesis, Germany, and a little bit of what I like to call football, <laughs> and prepare to kick those Krauts' asses like we did back in the war. That's right. <laughs> USA! 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 That's right. We're going to do it again, everybody. Uh, or for the first time. Cause, cause it's soccer. Um, <laughs> we also have a very special guest. Um, it's my man, JL Covan from the Righteous Prick podcast. You may have heard him on Adam Carolla's, mm-hmm. uh, podcast several times at this yes. point. Yes. Um, uh, it, but, uh, JL Covan, you can find him on Twitter at JL Covan. Um, and it's C-A-U-V-I-N. And uh, you can also find them on uh, Facebook and join this group and all that stuff, the Righteous Prick uh, podcast. And if you're his friend on Facebook, go on his page, do a set, you know, open for him <laughs> and uh, just, you know, help him out because he needs the laughs on his page. And, uh, you know, I like to get in there and just, uh, you know, give him some give him some help every once in a while. What's going on, JL? Oh, nothing much. Thanks for having me again. And yes, thank you for running running your set in uh, the comments section <laughs> yesterday. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's actually kind of timely that we're doing this show because uh, right before I walked in here, I saw that uh, someone had basically thrown a straight up no hitter and uh, Sports Center cut to it live um, just to show the end of the Lincecum no hitter and i was like you know who threw a podcast no hitter this week jl covan did that's right that's right (laughs) thank you back against the wall two guests (laughs) backed out on him didn't even have uh the comedian help so he could cover the last comic standing this week uh which has been the staple of the show so he had to audible that shit uh by himself at which i normally hate any podcast where people do it by themselves (laughs) Uh, I will, I, I will not lie. I will skip a lot of those episodes. I'm like, this motherfucker is wrong and no one in the room can tell him because it's just them. You know what I mean? But <laughs> JL knocked that shit out of the park, man. He's taking down Derek Jeter, who needs to be taking down a peg. <laughs> never, never understood what the deal was with that dude and why, maybe because I don't like baseball, but it, he's overrated. Well, I got into him because I think. You know, the five championships and the stats speak for themselves. You know, the man is a Hall of Famer and a Yankee legend at this point. You can't deny that. But I just feel like they've reached this point with him where they ignore all these stories about him where I'm like, the dude's a cold dude. He's not very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he won. He Just like Jordan. Except Jordan, I thought, actually was a better-looking dude than Jeter. That yeah. might just be my half-black hate trying to <laughs> jump, up, jump up a peg in the half-black standing. But... Um, you know, th- there were stories about him, like uh, some woman he hooked up with, but he hooked up with her before, and he gave her a bag of memorabilia. That's like his going away present, yeah. the chicks he hooks up with. 
How is that not lame? How it's, does he get a pass on so, something like that? Dude, if we found out Kanye West was giving away his CDs to yeah. women, everyone would be like, I fucking hate that dude. Derek Jeter does it. He's the coolest guy in the world. That is only because he, he plays He has York. guys go up to chicks at clubs. Like, he does all, everybody thinks he's some, like, you know, just everyday cool dude who just happens to be great at baseball. But he's like, you know, he's like a cold, kind of impersonal, just... You know, he's talented at baseball, but the rest of it is all BS. And I don't know. I, you know, I went on a, on a tangent about Bernie Williams getting disrespected and how I feel like my bet is that Jeter has a hand in that somehow mm-hmm. since he's like the Don right now of Yankee baseball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just one of the topics I obviously got well, he, into. He definitely, he definitely had a hand in A-Rod getting ostracized when he got to New York, man. Like he act like they were never friends. Because A-Rod said one fucking thing about him he didn't like. Right, and and right, exactly. And the thing with A-Rod is that if you're the captain of the team like Jeter, you have a responsibility. If you don't want to be best friends with A-Rod anymore, that's your business. But if you have a fragile ego on the team who also happens to be one of the most talented players in baseball history, then you stick up for him, at least to the media and things like that. Like you have his back if you want to win. So, you know what I mean? But those are things he kind of gets a pass on, and I don't I don't really get it. But yeah. whatever. But that's the strength of the podcast, man, because uh, Righteous Prick is more about taking something everybody thinks is like a 10 and saying it's an 8. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Exactly. It doesn't take them all the way down to zero. It's just kind of like, really, guys, are we saying this is the, the best you can ever you can get? Because uh, True Detective, is, is that really a 10 or is it like a 7? And then. I'll tell you what a 10 is. Fargo, which I talked about on this week. Fargo yeah. is a 10. That's I, a show, if, if you haven't seen it, uh, I, I recommend it when it's, you know, Netflix accessible I or will, whatever. I will watch it now because I watched Tyrant, the pilot for Tyrant last night. What'd you think? It was so good, man. I it was-, was! I couldn't believe it because <laughs> those commercials were pissing me off. And I said, you know what? There's nothing on. Let me, like this morning, I was like, fuck it. I taped it. Let's just... Let's see how quickly I give up on it. And then I was like, whoa, that was, this is legit. Yeah, I missed that one. Man, it blew me the fuck away. I was really expecting a zero. Because <laughs> all the commercials are just like a guy jogging, and then they cut to like a whole lot of sand. Yeah, big tyrant in the in the ah, desert. The yeah. word tyrant in the desert. And it's like, what the fuck is this about? And They I th- love doing that. That's FX's MO, and I, I always hate that kind of... Once you have an MO and like this is like their 12th show that they're not telling you anything about in the commercial, I'm like, come on, tell us something. Yeah, man. And uh, I wonder if part of why they couldn't tell it is because like it's kind of a, you know, it's about like some Muslim type shit and some, you know, like people that's a hot button issue, man. And they don't want to get involved in the you hate Muslims debate. But that fucking show is good, man. And it was not like everybody on there is a fucking terrorist man like there's a diverse cornucopia of points of views yeah. for all those people and it's going to be about culture clash and it's going to be about you know uh religion and it's going to be about a bunch of touchy shit now and, and fx is like the perfect people to do it in my opinion and two important things that the show does it allows fx to claim huge increase in minority casting without actually casting any black people mm-hmm. and <laughs> that was a joke I did with a sketch a while ago. How I was like, FX is the network for tough white guys who say the word shit. Yeah, because they can't, they can't drop f bombs, so they just say shit way too much. Yeah, like nobody says shit that often. Yeah, and unless they, you're not allowed to say fuck. And they occasionally, <laughs> um, and they occasionally say something racist directly to a black person's face who doesn't do anything about it. 
<laughs> and the other thing, I'll tell you why I watched though, because I was going to skip it, but then I read the the New York Times review of it just mm-hmm. just to get a flavor. If they because if they said it was terrible, I would have been like, oh, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But they said it's they compared it. They said it's kind of like modern day Iraq. And then they said, but the other thing they, that it has is is like a little bit of an, a Michael Corleone aspect yeah. to how like the father, you know, the one son went away to be good. And then you got like the hothead piece of shit son. Mm-hmm. And then when they compared it, when they said and they, they were, did it favorably, they said like there's kind of a, a quality godfather parallel here. I was like, OK, now, now yeah. it's worth now and it's then, worth a viewing. And like that twist at the end that. Maybe uh Basam is the one who's really the design for this shit that like even since he was a kid he's he's kind of had that cold blooded streak in him. Yes. It made it it kind of flipped the whole show into like, yo, maybe he's trying to stay out of this game because he, he knows. Yeah, he knows he could do it. And he's like <laughs> you know, like he came up with that like idea off the top of his head to like make sure the wedding went off without a hitch. Right. You know, like that, like that kind of shit is kind of scary where it's like, yo, man, this dude shouldn't be too close to power because he's never going to be able to give it up. No one's going to let him. Yeah, oh, I think man. what they went in when they pitched this show, they were they were like, imagine the Godfather plus Walter White plus Muslims. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that was sell. That's a seller. Yeah. Um, but and the uh, the other thing, what I would have the only concern I have is that they they. They tr- they had to go come with a super strong pilot to get people interested. Right. But I would have been more interested in seeing you know that moment at the end where he, where you know as a kid he shoots the guy. Yeah. Make that like the season finale moment. So yeah. then you leave the season going, what the fuck? He's cold. Yeah. And then you're like, oh no, win season two so I can see this develop. Yeah. The but only- I think I think they had to come with the the heat in the in the pilot right. just to get. You know, people like us talking. And the only thing I worry about is, and hope you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but it's starting to look like he's they're gonna set his wife up to be kind of the nag wife, where she's right and she's actually making sense, but her role in the show is just to basically like piss him off. You know what I mean? Like, right. why are you doing this shit? And it's like, cause I fucking have to. You know, like how, how about when he smacked his son though? How how good was that? Dude, he slapped that motherfucker he twice. <laughs> He slapped him twice, JL. Dog, yes. I have I have not seen the kid slap that like that since Joffrey. <laughs> slap the shit out of that little kid. He, oh. And whoever does the sound effects for Tyrant needs an Emmy because the sound of that slap was like Michael Jordan's big ass hand yes. hitting the kid in the face. And it, it was so loud. And it was the typical like in any other situation, whoever choreographed that always just choreographs one slap. Yeah. And, then, and then the kid, and then the kid looks back defiantly, and then the father looks at him like, "Oh, I should not have done that. I'm a bad person." And then the kid like huffs off. No, they choreographed the defiant look, and before he could throw that glance up, second smack. Oh yeah. And the father never did the like, "Oh, I'm, a, I'm such, I'm out of control." He was looking like, "Yes, motherfucker, do what I tell you." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was my that moment. And then they had that. Was, by the way. That was the second double slap of the fucking pilot, and it happened within five minutes of each other. Yeah. Oh, not two double slaps? Yeah, his brother and wife double slapped each other, man. Oh. She slapped him because he was like, you you haven't been sleeping with me. So she, so she, she like, slapped him because he said it out loud. He slapped her right back immediately like it was like a video game ah. where, where you set to auto return any hits. It was just like, slap, slap. <laughs> God, that was so good. What a fucking I, th- I think FX is trying to sneak in. They figure 
AMC is about to lose Mad Men and Walking Dead. They mm-hmm. lost Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. So I think they're, they're looking at, like, this is our chance to become the number one cable, you know, basic cable station. Yeah, man. I don't they see why chance, they... Because Fargo, I'm telling you, Fargo is legit. That was... that To me, that and Game of Thrones are the best two seasons of TV in the last, like, period of television that's, that's Emmy eligible. And that includes... You know, Breaking Bad's final eight episodes. Yeah, yeah, I, man, they can slide right through because uh, I think Netflix is kind of resting on its laurels a little bit. Uh, do you watch? I, do you watch House of Cards or Orange yeah, New Black? Yeah, I, I watch House of Cards. I haven't watched second season yet. Um, it's uh, it's ridiculous. If I can, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's like I enjoy it, but I don't think it's as high quality as people like. It's got the big stars and it's it's a lot of hype mm-hmm. and it's good, but it's. You know, every time Kevin Spacey, I was doing this uh, a few days ago, just all his fake homespun <laughs> sinister wisdom. Like my daddy always said, when you come to a meeting, bring two things, your gun and your word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't plan on leaving without both. I don't know right. what that means, Kevin Spacey. You just said it in like a generic southern accent and yes. the camera zoomed in on you. So I'm supposed to think that's badass. Well, they, what the fuck are you talking about? They they trade on his charisma <laughs> and the and the fact that all of us want to be Kevin Spacey's friend. And that's really what that show is. It's just every five minutes, Kevin Spacey looks directly at you, the viewer, and tells you a secret. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I like him. <laughs> thank, thank you, Kevin Spacey. Now yes. I'm, in, I'm in on what's going on, too, now. Well, and just, I have to say, Orange is the New Black. I thought that first season, I actually thought the first season was excellent. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the first three episodes so far of season two. There have been more tits in the first three episodes of season two than the whole first season. And I'm afraid they're going to go the True Blood route. And what I mean by that is I love the first couple seasons of True Blood. Mm -hmm. Then I think they did market research and said, you know who really likes this show? Gay guys and chicks. So let's make the show more towards them, more naked buff dudes more sex, less plot, less kind of interesting twists and characters. And at that point, after a couple of seasons of that, I said, this is stupid now. Yeah, it and is stupid. And for me, like, Orange is New Black, I'm wondering if they're like, hey, you know what? We did a really funny first season, a really well-made first season. But you know what? I think when guys tune in to a prison TV show about women, they want more sex and fingering mm. and boobs. Yeah, and my, it already feels like a little cheaper. Yeah, my, which I'm, you know, I'm not gonna judge the whole season yet, but it feels it's it's like a warning sign to me. Yeah, I, I'm opting out of Orange Is the New Black because the same people that did Weeds did it, and I fucking hate Weeds. So, I hate Weeds. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I cannot. The, the entire premise is fucking ridiculously stupid. Weeds so, was terrible. Jesus Christ, but uh, I'm sure it's good. But I can already see. I'm going to be that guy on the island like, this fucking sucks. And everybody's going to be like, no, man, you, you're a hater. So I don't even want to get involved. I'm staying away from y'all shit. Enjoy the party. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, it, that was, it was an awesome episode. Everybody should go listen to that episode of Righteous Prick, man. I, I think uh, it was. Episode 130. Yeah, it was one of your best ever, dude. Uh, Thank you. Seriously. Well, they, uh, you liked it because I went after also. I, I had a spontaneous, uh, I guess I can keep it in the TV show family, but that mm-hmm. show Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, that that made me think just for a joke. But I was like, why isn't Chris Hardwick doing a halt and catch fire? (laughs) Why isn't there catching fire after it? It's a fucking nerdy computer show. Right. It's a drama about computer and tech. But that's not nerdy enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't get, and because it's like, because we, and then that got me just ranting about fake nerd culture. Mm-hmm. And I, after, when I was done with that, I said, ooh, I think that's a hit right there. I think that rant is a hit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it could be called control breaking enter or something like that. But no, I um, actually, uh, have talked about that before on our show. Like, ever since, like, NBA and NFL players start wearing those faux glasses and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like nerd is the new cool. And, you know, I'm, tr- I don't, far be it from me, cause I think nerd shit should be a little more exalted. And I think it should be okay for kids to be a bit more nerdy. So if this means like young black kids are gonna be like, it's not so bad wearing glasses and having a backpack. I won't get beat up at school anymore. <laughs> that, that is some total that is better. But god damn, they're bastardizing the shit out of this shit, man. People are like, I like Avengers. I'm a nerd. It's like, no, you're not. You like blockbuster <laughs> fucking movies where they spend $200 million. Everybody likes those. It's not the same. Yeah, in 91, no, oh, I'm sorry. In 91, nobody said I was a nerd because I like Terminator 2. Right. <laughs> like, that was just fucking the big movie. Right. No, nobody was a nerd. Just, no, the nerds were doing calculus in eighth grade. <laughs> right. And, you know, had pimples and shit. Right. That was, that was a nerd. <laughs> I took I took fucking physics, man, and physics too. I was I was that was ridiculous, man. And the other thing too is like um like you know now that it's cool and shit, people will be like yeah uh, like I was on Romaine Walters Facebook page and he was talking about how you know he can't get but so excited for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies because the comic books he read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was killing niggas, dog. And I've read those. I remember when. They were like oh, the, gra- the graphic novels. Yeah, in black and yeah. white. When fucking like uh, Eastman and Lear, when they first started out, before they realized that this shit could blow up and sell Legos and shit, they were just like, "Let's write some shit about deadly motherfucking mutant turtles killing people and shit." And it was yeah. it was the best shit ever. And then you know it blew up on TV and became a cartoon and became some cartoonish puppet movies and shit. And even in that thread where Romaine is like, "Yeah, man, like it used to be some real good nerd shit, and now it's not." People were like, yeah, I remember because I had the turtle van toy. And ah! I was like, fuck you. You're the problem. You're the guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You're late. Right. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. You guys <laughs> uh, should go check out Dale's uh, show, Righteous Frick, because uh, that episode is one of my favorites. Um, also, make sure you follow him on Twitter, at JLCovan. Uh, very funny. And uh, check his YouTube channel out, man. Mm-hmm. Always funny videos up there. Um, I'm sure he's probably working on something as we speak because um, he's always got something coming. Um, so uh, make sure you guys follow that channel because some of the funniest shit comes out of there. Um, Thank you. Hit us up, theblackouttips.com. Become a premium member. Uh, Karen just did another episode of Lip Smacking Good. I put out a medium talk last week where I talked to Rhonda A. Lee. Karen talked to Chris from the Insanity Check Podcast, who, if people know, is an amateur MMA uh, fighter. So he talked about eating and training to eat and, you know, what he likes to pig out on after he eats and all that great shit, man. Um, so if you want to learn how to fight to kick someone's ass, you guys should probably do that. Um, and then uh, you can just do stuff like follow, find us on iTunes and Stitcher, leave us five-star reviews. Those help us in the rankings. Plus, we like to know what you guys think about the show. We read mm-hmm. them all. We read all of them on the air on our Saturday feedback show. And... um Make sure you guys, uh, you know, get the email, the at gmail.com, or you can leave us voicemails throughout the week, 704-557-0186. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport... is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme.
and today's podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions they've got a new audio play album out on itunes it's called the call c-a-r-l and buster adventures and it's about the two dumbest ass hitmen ever play (laughs) (laughs) this is in the copy played by former guests of the show john faust and nathaniel j brown uh, we got a direct link to it that we'll be putting on the website, uh, theblackoutist.com. Um, I will go ahead and put it into the chat too. Or you can just search iTunes for the name John Fouts. Uh, it'll come up too. And that's F-O-U-T-Z, um, who, uh, is a good friend of the show. He's been on the show several times. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, they write funny shit and you guys will probably enjoy it if you listen to the show. Um, alright, so let's talk about show business. Um, People really like, I don't know how, okay? I'm, <laughs> be honest with you guys, I almost did not do this shit on the show yesterday because of how much I have contempt for this fucking show and the torture that I had to go through this season, but people really like our True Blood review segment mm-hmm. from yesterday. We got so <laughs> much feedback. People's like, don't stop, I love it, I hate the show, but I like hearing your reviews. I didn't even tell you, Karen, I made the poll for the show, like, should we stop doing this shit? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, fuck this shit, I hate it. But uh everybody liked it so much, they're like, I don't even like the show anymore, but I like that you guys review it and you don't like the show. And some people were like, I'd stop watching, but I'm going to get caught up so I can understand like what y'all are talking about so i guess we'll be continuing to review true blood for the duration um well at least this is the last season so we have to find another show once it ends well thank god honestly it's <laughs> a fucking terrible it's a shit show but <laughs> if you guys want to hear us review it we are more than willing to review it uh we also went on a po- couple podcasts as guests we were on a podcast called forget that yo um, and I think it's F-O-G-E-T-D-A-T-Y-O, Forget mm-hmm. That Yo. Um, and we had a good time with those guys, had man. had a great time. Uh, they, we fit right in, and a lot of silly jokes and uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> we cover, my favorite part of that podcast is also the most awkward. We covered a story where a teacher gets raped in a fucking, um, uh, one of those, like, to trying to teach inmates to read right and everyone was laughing and making jokes because they thought it was a dude and then after the story is over because he wasn't done reading he's like oh it's a woman and everybody's like oh those are <laughs> those are horrible jokes because it's okay to make a joke about dudes getting raped we all know that's fine um <laughs> yeah exactly that was that was what i did in my uh my my prison joke uh yeah, I'm not prison. My rape joke crisis center video. Yeah. Where I was like, the woman was like, he was making jokes about a man going to jail and getting raped. You know, good, edgy comedy. <laughs> yeah. And then he asked me if I wanted to get raped. And I was like, that is not humor. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they switched the gender, everybody got quiet. And I think I, I, I busted out an awkward cackle because it was even funnier to me. Like, oh, my God, you guys are horrible people. Along with <laughs> people. Uh, you would not have made those jokes if you knew that. Um, no. Uh, and I also was on a review of 24, uh, life, uh, live another day, the, uh, last, <laughs> the last season, uh, the latest season of 24, uh, last night, uh, which is on Where's My 40 Acres, uh, feed for their TV reviews called The Boob Tube. And, um, it was fun, man. <laughs> that show's goddamn ridiculous. And it's my favorite genre of show, Impossible White Man. And, uh, it keeps getting more and more impossible every fucking year because Jack gets older and continues to win. So uh, make sure you guys check all that out. Yes, yeah, so it was also on Insanity Check. Yep, we were on the Insanity Check podcast. I almost forgot about that, Karen. Um, with uh, Chris, and we talked about 
uh dating stories people wrote in about their online dating stories and you motherfuckers have dated some weirdos one lady yes the one one girl dated four bronies in a row yes some shit like that and like, i was like what the fuck is a brony and those i was just gonna say what's a, bo- a brony they're they're guys who are into my, my little, little pony. pony oh god i did hear about i've heard about that from somebody else and i i i repressed it i think i don't <laughs> ever ever want to hear about that again yeah and how do you she caught she dated three of them in a row by complete coincidence she wasn't like shopping for them or something or go to the brony dating yeah, center or whatever they didn't have it up there she just happened to, to be out there they was like throwing french uh what is uh phrases at her and yeah and things like she was just supposed to just understand and just was just in love with them and things like that and it's one of those things where she was like it was, it was just too much and for uh her. also america was playing the world cup uh match uh, against portugal at the time mm-hmm. Uh, so you get live running <laughs> real time soccer analysis is what I like to call it uh, from me and Karen as we watch the game in the background and cheer on uh, the United States all the way to that horrible, horrible uh, last second um, tie, which, hey, is soccer. And from what I've been told by soccer fans, a tie is good. So uh. I'm still rolling with it like we won. I don't give a fuck. USA all day. <laughs> yep. So y'all that pass was phenomenal, though. It was oh. like I was watching it literally going, my God, that's beautiful. Fuck. Yeah. Like that, that was literally like, because I was just like, look at that. Ronaldo really is the shit. He's oh, having a yeah. terrible game, but he could just pop out a pass that's just like insanely good. Yeah. I, as a uh, ignorant American, um, you know, I, I got to, because uh, I, I go to, I play basketball with some younger dudes that love soccer and shit. Some of them grew up playing soccer. And one of them is his favorite players, uh, Ronaldo. So uh, we, I come to the gym on, uh, like, uh, Monday or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, man, Ronaldo, man, he's not even all that, dude. He didn't do shit all game. He's like, dude, what about that pass? That pass set up everything. I was like, that lucky-ass pass? He made uh-huh. one play. Wow. Congratulations. You're the best guy in the world, and you make one fucking play. If LeBron James hit one shot, we'd all be like, fuck that dude. And uh, they hate when you do that, so <laughs> that was fine. Um, all right, man, we have a lot of stories to cover. Um, first one is a very personal story. I took the name out because um, I, I would be embarrassed if I wrote this shit. Someone put this on Facebook, and uh, they're talking about LeBron James. <laughs> and they put, all oh, Christ, here we go, another goddamn summer of LeBron. God forbid he should let Melo or K-Love or anyone else have the spotlight for five minutes. Hashtag attention whoring ass clown. And six six people liked it because it was a hot chick. And I feel like if it was a dude, no one would have liked it because that's a fucking ridiculous statement. But, um, yeah, how can you be mad at a dude? He didn't even do a press conference. Mm-mm. He just had his agent opt out, release a statement, and I haven't seen LeBron James. Mm-mm. Is it his fault that the media covers his every fucking move no matter what he does? If if he would have not opted out, there would have been a story about, like, what the LeBron James watch 24-7. Is he going to opt out? Uh, it's been five minutes since we right. checked, and he has not opted out yet. Okay, we're going to check in again in five minutes. LeBron Gate. Like, is, this, is, <laughs> this is not his fault. And also, the idea that he's doing it for the attention, because LeBron James didn't get enough attention it's not that he earned the, the right of being the best player in the nba uh it's not that he's uh gone to four straight finals in a row it's not that he's one of the most influential athletes uh in, in sports right now it's because he just needs the attention guys he, he didn't happen to have his contract come up now 
You know, it, it, he just needed the attention. Last year when he when he opted back into his contract, that must not have been for attention. He he only gets attention when he opts out apparently, and that's why he does it. He doesn't want to go play on a better team. He don't want to restructure his deal. He doesn't want another chance to win a championship. What he wants is attention, guys. He's like fucking the Kim Kardashian of sports, and everybody's so mad at him because he's talentless, but somehow keeps getting to the headlines. Fuck that person. That is a ridiculous statement. Yep. Um. Anyway, and also, Kevin Love's not a free fucking agent, lady. How about that? Shouldn't you be flipping on him for wanting to be off of his team and he's still under contract? Isn't that worse somehow? And I like the uh, the notion that, like, hey, man, it's time for Mello and Kevin Love to have their time to be super cool free agent guy. What is that? <laughs> That's stupid. That's that. No, it's it, if it's it's more like they like I remember when A Rod, although I respected this, when he opted out of his deal with the Yankees during the World Series that the Yankees weren't in, yeah. I thought that was a great dickhead move because mm-hmm. he was making baseball about him, which was, I thought, hilarious because the Red Sox, it totally like overshadowed the Red Sox World Series. Yes. But this is the summer of free agency. Like, right. this is when you do this. He mm-hmm. didn't, it's not like he announced it during the, the Spurs parade. Right. <laughs> and was like, hey, everybody. Stop paying attention to Kawhi Leonard. I have an announcement to make. <laughs> you know. He didn't even do a press conference. It's not like he did it during the draft even. You know, like Kobe did that one year where he, he was mad at Shaq and he fucking dropped a press bomb in the middle of the draft. Like, that motherfucker is fat and I will not come back to L.A. if he's still around. It's like, Jesus Christ, Kobe. Like, like he didn't even do that, man. LeBron was just like, um... I'm opting out, and I don't have anything else to say about it. Everyone else is making up all this shit and inferring all this stuff because they hate the fact that this dude is young, black, and has fucking options and uh, doesn't mind sacrificing to win a title. Like, they just do not like that decision shit from years ago, and it's still lingering on. How the fuck have you not moved on by now? But you know what? who really hates it? All the people who actually fucking turn their TV to watch the decision. Yep. It's like you all watched it. If you thought it was so stupid... Turn off, watch any other channel, but you all watched it because you wanted him to come to your city. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, I mean, that's why Nick fans to me are still the worst. Yeah. Because nobody got more righteous about LeBron leaving Cleveland than Nick fans. Yeah. All of a sudden, they gave a shit about the little guy. But if he had come to the Knicks, like they had a picture of him in the New York Post wearing a Knicks jersey like a week before the decision. If he comes to New York, do you think anybody in New York is going, it ain't right, man? It ain't right what he did. <laughs> Dude. Of course not. First of all, here's what would be funny. If he left Miami, how quickly would people pivot to the, well, Miami's just a bunch of bandwagon uh, losers that just happen to get the best player, too? Wow, those poor Miami fans. They don't deserve to be done like this. this is a- yeah, no. Well, they'd use it just as an excuse to go, oh, look at LeBron. He's just he's just a hired gun. He's Real champions don't go from team to team. Yeah. A true champion like Tim Duncan. Hey, motherfucker, Tim Duncan was lucky enough to get drafted the year David Robinson broke his like knee or some shit. Right. If if da- if Tim Duncan goes to the Spurs that first year and wins thirty three games instead of like two years later making the NBA Finals, you don't think LeBron James, if he had been drafted by a team like that, you know right. what I mean? Like let's say uh, let's say the Lakers. You know, Shaq gets injured. They don't have Kobe, and Shaq gets injured. So they get the number one pick. And LeBron James is a rookie playing with Shaq in his prime. You don't mm-hmm. think he wins some titles and maybe stays in L.A.? Well, San Antonio is a weird, like, 
mashup of certain qualities that make tim duncan impervious to any uh pressure like there's True. never like the city is just big enough and just like separate enough from everyone else that there is no like hey the spurs choked go like anytime they lose there's never that no and everybody love he, pop there's well they they're never going to fire popovich period like he's he's got like there's no extra like if popovich goes to the playoffs and they don't win a title two three years in a row there will never be a hey, is it time we look at pop and get him out of here because it's just the perfect situation um and people just take that for granted not to mention half the motherfuckers that like the Spurs don't really like the Spurs. They just hate LeBron James. So right. it's, it's, you know, like if it was, uh, the fucking anybody else in the, in, they'd be like, those guys do it the right way. Fuck LeBron James. Some dude called LeBron James a me first guy yesterday <laughs> in my Twitter. Like everyone was in my Twitter mentions and shit, like, um, saying stuff. And back to this lady. How much you want to bet if I click on her Facebook page, there's not one single Kevin Love or Melo post about the summer being theirs before no. before LeBron said anything. I bet I'm willing to bet that she didn't say any, she didn't give a fuck about Melo or Kevin Love until the fact till LeBron said he opted out. Then it's like, what about those guys? Anyway, stop stealing their time to shine. <laughs> Yes, stop I, it. I think the Spurs are pretty amazing, though, because in 09, people were like, well, this is their last shot. Mm-hmm. And then they made the finals last year, and people were like, I can't believe it. And this year, I told somebody, I said, it's going to be Spurs, Spurs Heat in the finals. And they said, man, but last year was it for the Spurs. And I said, 09 was it for the Spurs. They're the fucking walking dead of basketball. They, they just eat. They, they don't end. you got to put a knife in their head. Like Tim Dungy, you got to smash his skull to stop. Yeah. To stop the fucking Spurs from winning 60 games a year. Yeah, they're unstoppable. They have, uh, the best coach, in my opinion, in basketball. Um, Maybe basketball history. Cause yeah, they've. Quite possibly. It's, it's, they're like a better version, if I can bring my Utah Jazz in. Mm-hmm. They're a better version. As much as I love, obviously, the Malone, Stockton, Sloan era, mm-hmm. they're a better version of that because the Jazz would make a bunch of bums look like, you know, really good side players, and then mm-hmm. they'd go to other teams and right. be terrible. Yep. And I guarantee you, if you see Tiago Splitter and Danny Green on some other NBA teams, they're going to be sitting the bench. Uh, No, Dan- Danny Green was considered not an NBA player by the Cavs. Right. They, they sent him to the NBDL, right. and that's where the Spurs are like, we can do something with that. Like, my man Pop is like a dude that just goes to the fucking, like, junkyard. And just walk, and he's like, you know what? Is that a, oh, that's a 1965 catalytic converter. Y'all can put that shit on. You know what? Let me get that. How much you send? I'll give it to you, man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, he's that dude. And then when they, when they fucking leave, man, look at, um, you know who used to be good? George Hill. Then he got to somewhere other than San Antonio. Exactly. Like, he, they're amazing at that shit. And they've been doing it for years. My speculation, of course, is the river water in San Antonio gives light skinned people superpowers. And that seems <laughs> to be a working That's theory. why they banned me from the t- two clubs in San Antonio. Right. Mm-hmm. I bet you killed that night. <laughs> I bet you I did very well in San Antonio. <laughs> right. And then they banned me because I wrote a blog about the friggin' the roach cockroaches I had to kill. The blade of cockroaches. <laughs> they had four just walking around the daylight. I said, what happens when I turn the lights off in this fucking condo? <laughs> They just, family start crawling on my face. 
it's like joe's apartment oh man that's yeah a, and a, the, it's like that room in temple of doom where it's just <laughs> bugs oh. oh those are two deep cuts um but, yeah <laughs> i think popovich popovich is like the lester freeman of coaches he just sits there and you know, he puts pieces together where you're like, what's he doing? And then six episodes later, you're like, Freeman solved the case. <laughs> well, he's also, like I said, he is in a perfect situation, too. Because, like, if it was L.A. or New York or something, people would be on his shit so hard about those those fucked up press conferences he gives where he's right. where he just is a dick to the person. People would be he like, I don't. Them off. Yeah, everybody would be like, I don't like that motherfucker. But, Short hey, is San Antonio, he's, like, endearing, like, a small town lawyer that has his own tv show like it's mm-hmm. it's like oh look at that man he's a curmudgeon isn't that funny it's like larry david coaches a team but it wouldn't be huh. funny if this shit was anywhere with like legit pressure to win a title every year mm-hmm. or they were coming for you um but anyway i respect the fuck out of that team but just saying I, a lot of people don't really respect them they just hate I'm, LeBron. A, I'm sorry i just got a text that's annoying me a friend of mine mm-hmm. is going to see Chappelle tonight at radio city music hall and i saw him last week mm-hmm. And he goes, is Chappelle hosting the show? And I said, this isn't Dave Chappelle presents Shaq's All-Stars. This is his name <laughs> on the goddamn marquee at Radio City. He's doing the hour. He's not like saying, hey, man, check out some friends of mine. Going to do some time while I smoke in the corner. You should totally say he's just hosting the show. On that, t- on that reply to the text, like Chappella Palooza. Yeah, yeah, man. He he introduced twelve acts, and uh, he's out there for about a good ten minutes uh, total. But uh, he was uh, really introducing the hell out of those guys. Uh, I did see some bad news about the Utah Jazz. No, um, they're trying to get that number one pick from Cleveland, and I saw the Magic offered Aaron Aflalo. They totally trumped. So they were like, here's two picks and Aaron Aflalo. We're like, we'll give you the five and this big stiff that JL's been trying to get traded all year, Derek Favors. I'm pissed because I said the night of the lottery when we got the five pick, I started blasting all the Utah Jazz people I could saying, put the five pick and Favors together. This is the time to move Favors because people still think he has potential. In two years, people are going to be like, fuck that. He does, he's, he's what he is, and we're not going to be able to move him. And then I saw the rumors going, the five pick and Derek Favors. I'm like, I'm a genius. And then the Magic were like, uh, we're going to give you the four pick, plus we'll throw in the 12, and a really good like number two, number three player for your squad in Aaron Aflala. And I was yeah. like, there it is. We're done. Dog, I saw that, and I was like, fuck, man. No, who's going <laughs> to top that? Like, Philly tried to <laughs> throw in Thaddeus Young and the number three. But it's Thaddeus Young, man. Like I like that. And this draft is strong. The yeah. two picks in the lottery plus a good player. I think Cleveland should do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like, they they should do it because they're so bad at drafting anyway. They're terrible at it. Like you just know they're going to draft Embiid and and or some shit like that. Like, hey, let's take the big man with the broken foot or or, or whoever they pick. They'll pick fucking uh wiggins and then wiggins will be terrible and then we'll be like oh everybody knows the pick there's jabari parker you don't fuck that up <laughs> like they you just should move out of the spot man fuck it but uh I, yeah. i'm excited about this guy exum who every you know i know nothing about except that he's six six and pretty cut and from australia and he's like 18 mm-hmm. but everybody's saying he might be like somewhere between like wade and westbrook and i'm like that's because westbrook is one of those guys you he would go number one in that draft, I think, unless yeah. I can, unless I'm forgetting somebody from that draft. But he's, mm-hmm. if you can just get somebody that raw, and like explosive, 
you get him now. Like, yeah. fuck it. Teach him the game. Get him in three years. He'll be killing people. I like a lot. Of, I like a lot of dudes in this draft. The people I feel sorry for, though, are the white dudes. Because, like, every time we get to the fucking draft, people only compare white dudes to white dudes. Every fucking yep. time. <laughs> and it's almost never good ones. The only good one is Larry Bird that they compare him to. Everybody else is like, oh, he looks like, uh, reminds me of Adam Morrison. You're like, well, fuck, man. Adam Morrison is also crazy as shit. Right. He talked to himself. Are we going to talk about that part? That he kind of mm-hmm. crazied his way out of the league? Oh, no. Okay, well... I guess Josh McDermott's Adam Morrison then is can't possibly succeed. But uh yeah, I'll just feel bad for white people, man. Um speaking of feeling bad for white people, um, did you guys know that Reddit got um like a what do you call it? Uh when uh legally they want to get something. Subpoena? Yeah, to to give up this couple who like made the rounds. Because during St. Patty's Day, they were fucking behind two dumpsters and someone took a picture on their cell phone. And in the Reddit thread that it was posted on when it went viral, um, somebody was like, that looks like my sister or something as a joke. Well, it is not their sister, um, but they took the joke seriously. And the state of Delaware um, subpoenaed them for that picture. And they wanted to see if they can find out who these two people are having sex behind the dumpster. Drunk on St. Patty's Day. Wow. So be careful out there, people. It's a lot of cell phones. Snapping uh, pictures. Do a little bit of fucking. Next thing you know, you're on fucking TV, man. Like, be careful. Um, But, yeah, they were. And they in broad daylight, too. Well, they're, you know, it's St. Patty's Day. People like to get a little uh, little carried away, uh, if you will. As uh, a half-Irish man, I have to say, uh, St. Patrick's Day is a goddamn disgrace. Oh, yeah. I, you probably feel about that like I would feel about Freak Nick if it kept going on. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and my mom hates it because she, it's just, it's, and it's, at this point, the way we do things in society, we take anything important or sacred. If we can commercialize it or bastardize it, we do. And we are now in this age where, like, now I genuinely dread St. Patrick's Day. And that, that happened in, like, the last decade. Where it was like, okay, it's messy, you get some fights, but now it's like my neighborhood. I live in a particular neighborhood with a lot of bars, and it's like a, it's a mess. And people are just vomiting at like 3 in the afternoon already, and then you see cops oh. and fucking firemen fighting, and you're like, who's going to break this up? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, it's terrible. And it just seems to get like way more extreme every year. Yeah, I feel like the worst part of St. Patty's Day is like, so many people that aren't even Irish, like, are like, I'm just going to get fucked up, man. Like, Same thing for Cinco de Mayo. Them people don't give yeah. a fuck. They just know they can get drunk. It's crazy. Like, how many people are just like, I just want to get fucked up. That's the national pastime of America. That's my World Cup is yeah. getting fucked up. Yeah, and if you ask most people about the history of the day, they don't know and don't give a fuck. Yeah. And and I know one, one, one year, it was St. Patrick's Day. One year, Roger, it was St. Patrick's Day, and uh, Derek and his and and uh, some of his boys was up at um, Dixie's. Dixie's, and Roger was like, "Yeah, drop me off at the St. Patrick's." Nope, Day. that is not what happened. Oh, I said they were hit me up and said, "Do you want to watch the ATC tournament?" Oh, okay. and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to watch the, the game." Caroline's playing Clemson in uh, second to last round, and it was actually one of the best. Games we ever played, uh, Tyler Hansborough hit a game winning shot from the baseline with no time on the clock and ran up the court like a fucking goofball. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I went out there and I was pissed because I got out the car 
there's a line around the block because everyone's going to dixie's to get drunk and green mm-hmm. for saint patrick's day and i was like i'm not fucking going in here dealing with a bunch of drunk ruffians while i'm trying to actually pay attention to a tv fuck you yeah and it was funny though because i dropped roger golf it was like a big old block i went around a block and before i got around the block to the light to turn it was like ring 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 I'm rolling back around here and pick my ass up. Yeah, fuck those guys. That and I crazy. guarantee you what you'd get into in a, in a, in like a big pack. Because the thing in New York is half the fuckers drinking aren't even Irish. Mm-hmm. But I bet if you go into a place that's all Irish, especially you, Rob, it'd be like, as you know, the Irish are the blacks of Europe. I right. like black people. And then like within 30 seconds, you'd be like, I don't like all niggas, but yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> right. We're all black today, right? right. Irish. And you're like, what did you, what was that last part? It's like, hey, man, I'm not fucking racist. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Right. What the fuck? You want to go? You want to go? <laughs> right. Now, and then six of his boys are like, hey, the black guy's getting aggressive. Let's get him. Right. <laughs> all this, a big nightmare. All of this is shit that went through my head as I looked at the line. Every, I was just like, nope. I know how this night ends. Me, me in handcuffs explaining to the officer, I didn't start shit. I was like, uh, can y'all vouch for me, white friends? And, uh-huh. and it was hundreds of people. Like, literally, you pulled up, and it was like a big-ass parking lot of hundreds of people just yeah. in green. Yeah, white people don't understand the freedom they have in bars, which is to get in fights, and no one goes to jail. Right. They don't even understand that freedom. Like, it's, like they, it would be better if they appreciated it, but they don't even know they're appreciated because they've never seen me get in a fight because they, they don't know that if I did, I'd go to jail. No, like... People press charges on guys like me. They don't fucking. Yes, they do. Like those guys get in the fight and they talk about it the next week. Like, oh, Maddie punched Ron in the face, and then like a couple people threw him over the fence. Man, it was crazy. <laughs> be like, you should have been here. You should have been here. Maddie still has a black eye. You should have been here. No, you be like, I got charges. Right. I, I missed four days out of work. Right. I, I had to go to court because you know the they're not open on the the jail doesn't allow you to bail out from Saturday to Monday. So Karen had to take off work, and uh, yeah, I'll be in court now, and I'm uh. I actually uh, had to go see my parole officer. Uh, right. That's how that go. <laughs> um, speaking of people that uh, made mistakes they want to take back, Gary Oldman, already back in the news, less than 24 hours. After uh, yesterday? Yeah. Do you, do you have his statement? Because I've been meaning to listen to it. Mm-hmm. About to read it right now. He, cool. uh, Of course, he said in his Playboy interview, Some, by the way, love the way this turned out. He said some views that were anti-Semitic, Karen. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Um, He says some other stuff too now. (laughs) Nope. Just about the Jews. That's the ones that count. Dear gentlemen of the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, which is uh, um, very smart of the Jewish people, by the way. I I wish the NAACP had done this. Their acronym doesn't have anything about Jewish people in it. So, like, it takes racist people an extra step to get mad, you know? Like, it's like, oh, ADL, the yeah. fuck is that? that? Jews? I hate those people, you know? <laughs> and to me, it sounded like the ADL and the Justice League would team up and do some shit. <laughs> right. That's why I was like, ADL? I was like, who is this? Well, um, yeah, NAACP is right there. But, uh, yeah, dear gentlemen <laughs> of the ADL, I am deeply remorseful that comments I recently made in the Playboy interview were offensive to many Jewish people. Upon reading my comments in print, I see how insensitive they may be. And how they may intend, uh, I mean, indeed contribute to the furtherance of a false stereotype. Uh, anything that contributes to this stereotype is unacceptable, including my own words on the matter. 
if during the interview i had been asked to elaborate on this point i would have pointed out that i had just finished reading neil gabler's superb book about the jews of hollywood an empire of their own how the jews invented hollywood the fact is that our business and my own career specifically owes an enormous debt to that contribution i hope you will know that this apology is heartfelt genuine and that I have an enormous personal affinity for the Jewish people in general and those specifically in my life. The Jewish people persecuted through the age, uh, thorough the ages. Okay, you spelled something wrong. Thorough the ages are the first to hear God's voice and surely are the chosen people. He said this? Yes. I oh, would like, Lord. I would like to sign off with Shalom Aleichem. But under the circumstances, perhaps today I lose the right to use that phrase. So I will wish you all peace, Gary Oldman. Uh, that's a hell of an apology, mostly because I, you know, I can't tell. And, you and then he started sucking Steven Spielberg's dick just to <laughs> prove he was honest and put it on Vine. <laughs> he sucked. what? What he? It, uh, I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not. The apology's that good, right? That's almost. <laughs> that's almost. A fuck you. Like he went 359 degrees. <laughs> so he's so close to not apologizing. It's so absurd. It's, wow. It is right. I, I read it twice today and I was just like. Like he was doing this the whole time he was writing the apology. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you what you want. I'll apologize. The chosen people. All he needs is quotes. If he, just, he, just, he feels a few more quote marks around these words, and all of a sudden I'm like, Gary Oldman, you smug son of a bitch. But, what um, was the original the original thing he said? That's what I meant to meant to oh, look up. Okay, all right. Let me uh get let me uh look those up. He says, um <clears throat> for the record, um I I hate this because this one only talks about um the Jewish shit and uh, stuff like that. Oh, it don't, it don't got his whole statement. Because he also said that if you didn't vote for 12 Years a Slave, you would be considered racist mm-hmm. for the Oscars. Like, like 12 Years a Slave swept the fucking Oscars. Like, it was a legit good movie. If it would have not won an Oscar, people would have probably been like, that was weird. It didn't win anything. Not that I'm- Although, to be fair, Ellen, Ellen made that joke, at least, during her, her yeah. monologue. Yeah. Either you voted for 12 Years a Slave or you're racist. So I'm sure it was like... That's one of those things where I'm like, that was probably an insider talking point or joke that that probably members of the Hollywood community were making. Like, you know, but I don't, you know. Yeah. I just feel like if people would say, like, if you don't vote for Fruitvale Station or The Best Man Holiday, maybe. But that's a legit good movie. You know, like. Oh, yeah. You know. And a powerful movie. Yeah. Like, and anyway, I, I just thought, like, when he threw that out there, I was like, come on, man. Do we really need to stoke up the paranoia of white people that think. Oh, oh, everybody just thinks everything's racist and everything's fake racist. No, nothing's really racist. It's all fake racist being accused of being racist. Some dude was actually, uh, came in my Twitter and was arguing like, well, uh, cause I was like, it won like one fucking award. And they were like, no, actually it won three. So you and him both overstated what you were talking about. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, um, I don't know about Mel. He got drunk and said a few things, but we've all said those things. We're all fucking hypocrites. That's what I think about it. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I always hate when people say that. I always start looking at you a little questionable. Well, it's the false equivalency. It's yeah. like I said something. Well, everybody says something. Right. It's like not everybody says that shit. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. 
the policeman who arrested him never used the word nigger or that fucking jew right didn't apologize to NAACP. i'm being brutally honest here it's the hypocrisy of it that drives me crazy or maybe i should strike that and say the n-word and the f-word though there are two f-words now and the playboy person says the three-letter one old man uh oldman says uh, he put the old man in grumpy old man oldman says alec calling someone a fag in the street while he's pissed off coming out of his building because they won't leave him alone i don't blame him so they persecute see gay people didn't even get in on this man mm-hmm. glad should have been on his ass too what yes mel gibson is in t- a town that's run by jews and he said the wrong thing because he's actually bitten the hand that i guess has fed him and doesn't feel the need to and doesn't need to feed him anymore because he's got enough dough. He's like an outcast, a leper, you know. But some Jewish guy in his office somewhere has turned and said, that fucking kraut, or fuck those Germans, whatever it is. We all hide and try to be so politically correct. That's what gets me. It's just the sheer hypocrisy of everyone. And we all stand on this thing going, isn't that shocking? Smiles Riley. All right. Shall I stop talking now? So... Sometimes I think they get these celebrities, though, not to defend that, but, mm-hmm. like, on the wrong day. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like, he's, you're just, sometimes you're just pissed off. And I, there's certain places you don't go, but sometimes people, you know what, I'm going to, I will say this. I guarantee you a lot of people in Hollywood have said and believe the Jews run Hollywood thing. Yeah. And just like Corolla, who, you know, I have to, I have to defend because I'm a fan of the humor, but I don't really side with him on, on, several social issues obviously right uh but he said in an interview of course it was like a a quick comment he said like the gay you know the gay mafia rules hollywood but he elaborated saying if you say anything there are powerful gay people in hollywood and they very they are very good at sort of rallying the troops and organizing and attacking when they feel the need to press their issues or defend themselves. Mm-hmm. But of course it was turned into a headline like Corolla says gay mafia is real. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, but if you examine what he said, it may not be proper to say, but is, you know, well, there is truth to that. A couple things. One, the boondocks just did probably their best episode in a long time last night. Yes. It was so offensive and edgy that it was like, it, every time I thought they hit a level where I was like, I can't believe this shit is on TV, they went another notch beyond that. Like, first it started off about uh gay issues, because Riley called something that some kids did gay, and then the, the media was like, he's a bully, he needs to be trained to not say this. And then it goes into, like, um, <laughs> they talk about, like, uh, like uh, issues with, you know, black issues. They talk about... Um, a special needs people it got so yes. ridiculous by the end you're just like should i be watching this um but i loved it because it didn't pull any punches and it was like this is offensive and we're gonna make these jokes turn it turn it off or don't um and i kind of like when people do that if gary oldman would have been like i'm not apologizing i would have actually been like oh, well that's how he feels what the fuck can you say like him apologizing seems a little less genuine that it was kind of forced to by the adl um yeah. and then also once that you start money. well also once you start selectively apologizing now i'm like you didn't think anything was wrong with the stuff about the black people or the gay people Mm-mm. you didn't think anything was wrong with that or just those, they didn't fuss. did those groups not reach out which you know yes. so you're not gonna apologize to them mm-hmm. which is fine if you don't want to don't um but uh the other thing is I think the ADL is a little bit like the NRA when it comes to discrimination mm. they're like don't you come the fuck close to us 
because we, we'll go full blast. You you approach our shit in a way we don't like. We are we are turning our guns on you, and we're not going to stop. And the other thing about this is uh, now I really want to see Planet Apes because this dude, if he is going to be racist against them apes like he was racist in this interview, that shit going to be even better than I thought, man. Yeah. Cause you know it's real. Yeah, Gary Oldman can already act his ass off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're gonna, you, he's basically method acting, you know, cause he's just taking that real fury inside and unleashing it on these apes. And Planet of the Apes is all about that racial innuendo. I can't fucking wait, man. This, that movie's gonna be, I, I'm picking that as my sleeper movie of the year, man. Oh, hell yeah. Planet of the Apes, uh, when it came out the first one with James Franco, mm-hmm. that was like my third movie. Like when I did my rankings, that was like number three on the year for me. I thought that yeah. was incredible. Incredibly subversive. Um, and I wish American audiences were a little more sophisticated because it felt like it went over a lot of people's heads. Yes, it did. Because a lot, I walked out of the theater and I listened to some of your movie review podcasts and they were all like, I don't get it. The humans didn't win. I mean, the humans were kind of the bad guys. And it's like, yeah, asshole, did you, like, you're supposed to be rooting for the apes. Uh, right. And I thought, uh, and I, w- the real victory for Planet of the Apes was the fact that Chris Lambert, despite his desire not to like it, was like, hey, man, you know, that's a, I got to give it, you know, that's a good movie. You know, I, I was afraid of, you know, the racial, like, let's get these black apes. But, yeah, that was a good movie. And they didn't even have like a uh, indie white girl with uh, purple hair and that worked at like a record store or anything. Either. I know who you know. Yeah, that I mean, imagine <laughs> it would have gone from top movie of the year to top movie all time. <laughs> yeah, you throw you throw a, 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 an Elizabeth Olsen and like an unknown Fanning sister because. <laughs> You got to find the one that's not that's not famous. There's yeah. got to be one left. If like you throw them together with the apes, like taking care of the apes. If like Ellen Page played a coffee barista <laughs> who like fucking uh, gives uh, Franco his coffee every morning before he go visit his sick dad, <laughs> Chris Lambert would have fucking been like, "How did this not win an Oscar?" Uh, by the way, man, shouldn't the dude that plays the apes win some type of Oscar every year? Because that yes. dude's fucking great. I think Andy Serkis is, is the same guy who did Smeagol in uh, Lord yeah. of the Rings, and he did King Kong for for King Kong, like the new one. Uh, I think he's just going to end up getting like a like an achievement award, okay. like a lifetime achievement award one day when they're like, mm. "This motherfucker's movies made like five billion dollars." Yeah, he really should. And, yeah, he's he's going to get something, uh, but there's really no category to give him now. Yeah, man, he's at least a nomination. That motherfucker's a beat. Who else can act that way and never say a fucking word? It's amazing. <laughs> um, Connecticut uh, had a mechanic who smashed a customer's rare Ferrari, taking it for a test drive. Oh. Yeah, he, he uh, fixed the car and he wanted to do a little bit of uh, joyriding because he never, it was such a rare car, he's never been able to 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 drive one. Did he know how to drive it? Uh, apparently not. Only 400 exist in the world right now, and they're valued at $600,000. Oh, uh. uh. The man was driving a 650 horsepower car when it began to fishtail on an entrance ramp, struck the bridge wall, and then spun across three lanes of traffic and crashed into the center divider. Oh! <gasps> uh, the guy who owns it, uh, his name is Michael Fux of New Jersey. Yeah, that's his name! <laughs> yeah, Michael F-U-X. 
And oh, he's going to fuck him up, too, because he <laughs> fucked that man's car up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy's fucks. It's pronounced fukes. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Many, no, no. How many times do you think he said that in his life? <laughs> yeah, right. He's like... A uh, million? He's like Anthony Weiner and... Uh, bon- well, no, he's like John Boehner at this point. Oh, yeah. That's fucking Boner. Yeah. B-O-E. Come on, Bo. It's, yeah, it's actually B- B- Boehner. Really? <laughs> Nothing else in the English vocabulary is pronounced Mm-mm. that way with an O-E. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's German or something. Uh, but yeah, Michael fucks a multimillionaire made his fortune in mattresses. Really? <laughs> really? Michael fucks of the mattress industry? <laughs> Holy shit. My name is Michael fucks. You can fuck some of my mattresses. Yeah, I, I wouldn't believe this, but it's on a news site, W-H-D-H. Oh, if it ain't a fucks. Don't fuck with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is every commercial right. by looking in the camera and goes, and I fucks with that. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my mattresses and fuck on them too. Yeah, I can't. That guy could have been a YouTube like internet sensation though if he had ads like that because he could always argue, no, look, my name. It's my name. He could yeah. get away. Like the FCC would be, would have real problems with him. Yeah. If it isn't if it isn't from mattress uh if it isn't from Michael Fuck's mattress shop, then don't fucks with it. Alright guys, we'll be back. <laughs> back to you guys in the news. Um but yeah, um by the way, how excited do you think the news people got to do this report on the air? Like they gotta, they gotta be like, Oh shit, get to say fuck. <laughs> get to say fucks tonight, guys. High five. Um all right, uh, I thought this was funny. I thought JL would be a good person to have on the show to review this. Okay. There's a uh, video going around called Not Sorry, the Sean Strong campaign. It's about women and how yeah, often. I already like it. How often women say not sorry uh, or say they're sorry for stuff for just being a woman. Let me, uh, let me play this video for you guys and you can. <laughs> You can judge uh, judge away for yourself because I feel like uh, people are going to have a lot to say. Um, but uh, just let it start. There we go. Sorry, can I ask a stupid question? Sorry. <laughs> Do you have a minute? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, there he is. Mind if I squeeze in here? Sorry. Then it says, don't be sorry. By the way, all these situations are like a woman decides to drive the car and the man gets in the passenger side. She says, sorry. A woman sitting in the middle seat. There's two seats on either side. A guy sits next to her. She, she apologizes for not taking the other seat on the opposite end. A woman... Uh, her boyfriend has the covers on him. He's sleeping. And then she grabs the covers and pull them over her for a little bit. And she's like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, so then it says, don't be sorry. And the commercial takes a transition Uh-oh. to show women how to talk without saying they're sorry. Be strong and shine is what it says. I have a question. Why don't we go back to the original thing that we did? Morning. Is that a minute? Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. The last two women say sorry, not sorry. And the last woman takes the cover off of her boyfriend. Yeah. 
and shoots and shoots him in the head. <laughs> Not sorry. And and then he curls up on her like uh, over the cover without touching. Like he doesn't try to get under the cover at all. He's just like, I'll just be cold then, which is every man anyway. <laughs> and then it ends with Pantene Pro V Shine Strong. What does this have to do with hair? This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I thought this was a PSA. What does this got to do with hair? I think this is brilliant. Because this is like the warning that a lot of people have been given about like how you can, how like it's, they've taken feminism to a certain point now where it's almost just the marketing it's potential. Man. It's a straw man. This yeah. is not an issue. This is a made up issue. And, and then you're going to watch this video and go, I guess I'm not saying sorry anymore. Let's do it. Yes, all women. And the marketing part, the marketing potential of feminism is too hard to ignore now. Yes, it is. Like, it gets traction <laughs> online at such a high rate. You'd be fucking dumb to sell. Cause the product is basically like, you're not pretty enough, bitch. Put on some Pantene. Okay. Your hair's fucked up. Your ugly ass hair. Put on some Pantene and then stop apologizing. Your ends look terrible. Yeah, your ends look horrendous. Now stop, stop having fucked up hair and then you won't have to apologize every time you walk in the room and the man's in there. All right. This is your fault. But, uh, yeah, it's very funny that uh people are starting to monetize this shit man I, I, we're gonna start seeing a lot of this shit i bet oh uh, it's it is insane yeah because it's like you know what i think how many of the women were women of color like one or two yeah because they there were a lot of white voices i was hearing yeah and say i'm sorry no <laughs> what it is is chicks in this generation are fucking socially awkward so they go, I'm sorry, sorry, because they don't know what the fuck to say. It's not about <laughs> patriarchy. It's about stop texting, you dumb bitch, and have a conversation. Not Is that just strong. Yeah, a little bit. But you know, not, <laughs> but not, but it's not just, even just that, but like, are weird. we, are we, so also, weird. are we like, also, are we also say weird when things are like not weird, but in fact really uncomfortable? They got weird. That's weird. I once had a chick get a text from an ex boyfriend and yeah. she goes, that's weird. Or that's and random. That was random. And I go, really? Because his name was in your phone. That I'm, doesn't seem that random. If somebody else <laughs> called you that, you know, if Shaq called you, that would have been random. I want to see the Maybelline Stop Saying Like campaign. That yes. Would, <laughs> that would be, be pretty good. But it would have to be a man holding a gun to the women's head and making them say <laughs> like and making them nervous for being women and being strong. So that's why they're saying like all the time. Not because... They're not good at conversation or at processing their particular thoughts because they're, you know, 23 year old dummies in, in, uh, in the city trying to find some investment bank dick. <laughs> Yo, also, also the, um, they went overboard with a couple of these fucking examples. Cause like the one where she takes the cover from the sleeping dude. Yeah, like, sorry Yo, seems appropriate. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> And she goes, sorry, not sorry. No, fuck you. And now that is wrong. You asshole. We share a bed together. You monopolizing. I would never marry that person. Fuck that person. Well, and the other thing is, like, if you flip this commercial, like, if I took a covers from a chick, I'd go, so, oh, sorry. Yeah. Does that mean they're controlling me? No, it's just fucking instinctive manners and courtesy. I don't. This is the this com man. 
I hate that this commercial might be my least favorite attempt at creating a feminist issue ever. And and this has been a great year for those kind of things. It has been. Dude, Mm -hmm. that one point, like the other thing too is like, are we erasing politeness? Because when I walk in my boss's office at work, if I just like kind of barge in, I will hit him with, hey, sorry, man. Um, I see him, you know, on the phone or whatever. I'll come back. Sorry. uh, My bad. You know, uh, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Anything awkward. Uh, I, if, uh, my leg bumps your leg while we're sitting at a, at the conference table, I'll say sorry because it's a polite thing to do. Not because I'm a man or a black man or you're a woman or I don't expect, or it's not like, uh, the dudes in the commercial are all looking at the women like glaring, like, you're gonna say sorry or what, bitch? <laughs> like the dudes are just being like themselves. They're, like they're not, they don't seem to be bad guys. It's just one of those like false equivalencies of like, and men are always the bad guys, right, guys? It's like, not really. Not really. Yeah, yeah. Man, not, I hate this commercial. I'm gonna watch this like 30 times when this <laughs> show is done. I'm just gonna like punch, like punch us like a speed bag or a punching bag, and just keep playing this on loop. I love the. I also love that. It, um, I love that uh, the it's selling a beauty product. Which is pretty much an industry predicated on telling women they ain't shit. Right. And, right. and the thing, I do think that it's, it's almost a way to, like you say, get rid of women being nice. You yeah. know, like, well, I say you're sorry. Just barge in the room. You're a woman with nice hair. Use our product. Yeah, I well, mean, and I, I get it. Like, there's a point where, like, a woman's holding the baby and she's cooking. And the guy walks in the kitchen. She hands the baby to him. She's like, sorry. And they're like, don't say sorry for that shit. It's his baby, too. But it's, like, kind of like... Well, if I was holding a fucking bag of groceries and you walked in and I handed it to you and you weren't expecting it, I'd be like, oh, hey, sorry, can you hold this for a second? Like, that's just politeness. It's not even like it's because you're a woman and that's why you better say sorry. Like, I don't know. God. It seemed like a stretch to me, man. I, I saw this and was like, I can't wait for jail to be on the show. Uh, and I think, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, this is, and, and what I like is now these companies that are like, hey, we're selling beauty products. But don't worry, you don't need this to be beautiful. You need it to be strong. (laughs) Like, this won't give... Beauty's not important. What this will give you is guts and importance and courage. No, actually, you should take a step back. Maybe beauty was not as as bad a a choice. If if your beauty product gives somebody better looks, maybe that's a little better than... uh, this will make you worth something. They they yeah, <laughs> they might want to be careful to the beauty industry getting into feminism because mm-hmm. that shit can backfire so fast when so much of what you do is just like, you an ugly motherfucker. That's your but, whole thing. But we got this can, shit for your skin, girl. And now you worth I, something. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was go gonna ahead. ask, I got a I got an email from a friend and and I wouldn't obviously interrupt with email except mm-hmm. it's very pertinent to okay. to Chris Lamberth. And, right. and, you know, this show, uh, a friend of mine from high school sent me an email about a movie she watched mm-hmm. and uh, her name is Martha and she's a fan of the show. This show? Okay. I'm giving her a shout out. Right. She says she right. loves right. the black guy who tips and was very excited for me when I met you in uh, in North Carolina. Wow. That's Ooh. dope. Well, thanks, Martha. I, since she's a fan, I thought I'd give her give her the shout out. I'm sure she'll be tickled when this gets uh, uploaded. Oh, well, thank you, Martha. Yes, we're we're fans you. of uh, JL, and now mm-hmm. we're fans of you. We appreciate you uh, looking out for us. Well, now let's get to the Chris Lamberth part. Yeah. Uh, she goes, I rented a very cute movie. It's called Very Good Girls. <laughs> I'm going to just cut to the important parts. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen and Dakota Fanning are no! best friends. 
just graduated high school, and it takes place the summer before they go to college. Oh. And I'm going to skip to the next paragraph. Anyway, they're both virgins, and they want to have sex before they go to college, and they fall in love with the same guy, of course. Oh, boy. Chris Uh-oh. Lambert's Netflix queue just got <laughs> abruptly changed. <laughs> I feel like we got the sleeper movie of the year for Chris Lambert. I cannot yes. wait for a special. Hey, man, don't sleep. And I'm just looking. I was scanning the cast just to make sure Ellen Page doesn't show up as, like, an evil college, uh, you know, junior who, like, shames them or, like, you know, bullies them when they get to college. But no such luck. Uh, he's star dead right now. I can't wait for this. Peter special. Sarsgaard is in it. He's, like, a good kind of white indie movie guy i can't wait for the special episode of monday festival monday because that is going to be so good oh hey man you know i saw this new movie and i think y'all should check it out it's called very good girls and it is hey you know it's very good you know it's 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 that kind of movie where you just see it and you you know the artistry and the, and the kind of the small moments and Elizabeth Olsen. I said it. You know she's past revelation point. Now she's ready to become a, you know a next tier indie star. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> past, past revelation. Oh man. Um, the miracle is miracle. Does he call, do, do you get the miracle status if you move beyond revelation? <laughs> but I just that was too good. That was too. Aww. Good information. Oh my right god! It just came through after mentioning like Fanning and Aunt Ellen Olsen. Page and, yeah. and Elizabeth Olsen that I couldn't Holy I couldn't shit. let it pass. That, that's the uh, <laughs> Chris Lambert trifecta right there. Um, the EPA had to send out an uh, email to his employees to tell him to stop pooping in the hallway. What? Yeah, people that are in charge of it, protecting the environment uh, apparently got hold of an email where. Um, uh, that a regional office has a new low regional a uh, management for region eight in Denver, Colorado wrote an email earlier this year to all staff in the area, pleading for them to stop inappropriate bathroom behavior, including defecating in the hallway. It's like a dorm or some shit or, <laughs> you know, maybe it's e- EPA frat bros. Could that be like a web series? <laughs> What's up, man? We're fucking trying to save the environment. Now lick my shit. <laughs> Coop, did you piss in the fucking toilet in the sink again? Not only did Kegs, I piss. Organic beer keg stand. <laughs> <laughs> but I, not only did I didn't piss, I didn't wash my hands. Woo! <laughs> Dude, I just totally stink fingered you. Um, but yeah, they, um, apparently have bad bathroom behavior, like clogging up toilets with paper towels. <gasps> An individual placing feces in the hallway outside the restroom. Do you place that feces or does it just, you have an accident? You know, you got to wonder, like, if it like, was it like you just, you almost crossed the finish line and a little bit came out? Or was it like, I took a shit, but now I'm going to reach back in here and put it out here in the hallway. Ah. Like what? Like, I, I feel like you need someone to solve that mystery. Um, right. Maybe Horatio from Miami CSI or something. Or CSI Miami. Um, but yeah, so. They um, say that there's <laughs> shit on the floor. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Won't be fooled again. That's my jam. Uh, apparently, someone needs to clean up this environment. Um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, they, uh. The shits really hit the fan. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> by, the way, by the way, uh, there's also three plainclothes officers that are totally missing the clue of the shit in the hallway when Horatio walks up. 
Ah! <laughs> I don't know what this is, boss. It's just there's some b- stuff on the floor. <laughs> Puts on sunglasses indoors. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love this show. There is a video online that is that is one of the funnier things I've seen in a while. It went up a couple years ago, but I remember seeing it. Um, it was just somebody made like a nine-minute montage of just Caruso's lines <laughs> into the who. And like, they just kept going. So it was like, it was like 50 or it was more than 50 of them. And half of them, you know, like he's doing the same thing. He looks up sunglasses, finishes the line, who cut to the next one. Very <laughs> funny. And they always have. And it, the thing is, if you try to play that who song, it's like a minute intro. They cut to the screen. It's like, it's oh, so then he, that's the famous, that's the famous part of that song. Cause that is, that is one of the great rock screams of all time because yes. it, it has a big buildup. And then like six minutes into the song, it's just this monster, great, like melodic scream. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's like a nine minute song and it's like six minutes in. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That, that's, that's my joint though. Uh, my man, uh, Horatio, this is uh, apparently a shitty workplace environment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, yeah. <laughs> Won't be fooled again. Yes. Uh, so uh North Korea says Seth Rogen's new movie is an act of war. And I say he's goddamn right. Kim Jong-un finally has a point that I agree with. Seth Rogen yeah. and the frat pack have gone too far. And it's fucking time someone took him down a peg. I don't care if I'm side with North Korea. That shit doesn't even look funny. And I got to say, when you post these things on uh, Facebook... My, I comment on things where I like the article, but when I give you a like, it's because I am liking your commentary on the article, just so in case you don't get my translation. So oh. when I give you a like, it's like, I'm not liking this article. I'm liking what, what you editorialized on it. Oh, yeah. I always, uh, for people that don't follow me on Twitter or Facebook, uh, I'll go out post, uh, post when I'm bored and find like, a lot of times articles for the show. Really, I'm working. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll leave like a couple of lines of commentary, like a couple of words. And I think this one was uh, North Korea says Seth Rogen's new movie is an act of war. And I think I said on American audiences or something like that. Or, you know, because um, ah, like these dudes got a little a little overrated. Maybe Righteous Prick will take them down a peg at some point. But uh, I like this is the end. Mm-hmm. Thought that got a little overrated, though. Think we were. We're talking about like it was a 10. It was probably like a solid eight. Um, Franco's been in some shitty movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he gets a pass on that. And then he promotes himself as a renaissance man. And meanwhile, he's showing, like taking pictures of his dick and sending it to 16-year-olds. But somehow that, I guess this is part of his edgy. Uh, well, I think that I, I would hold that as a good, like I'd put that in the plus category. For sending his dick to 16-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess he's human like the rest of us, man. Can't resist the lure of an underage chick. Mm. Um, but yeah, he sent his dick to a fucking 16-year-old and went on late night TV the next day and it was all good. And I was like, you can do that? Mm-hmm. I feel like if you, like, you know, um, pull your, you're like, hey, I tried to fuck a 17-year-old and everybody knows it. I feel like the next, you take a couple weeks off the circuit is what I'm saying. Mm, like He's you, still performing. You know, you fade, you have a little shame, a little humility and you try to come back later on and hope everybody forgot about it but he was out there the next day like oh man these bitches be tripping on instagram dog um and then um their boy uh jonah hill like his whole stick is like i might be gay 
Yes. In all his movies. And then he's running around calling people faggots and shit because he doesn't appreciate them being all up on them talking about his shorts. Like, these dudes get a pass, man. Seth Rogen puts all kinds of, like, racial humor and shit in his movies, but no black people. It's, it's like, you got to get, if they can't get um, my man Craig, dog, ain't going to be no brothers in that movie. <laughs> Just tell you right now. Craig name ain't in the credits. No brothers going to show up, man. So, um, <laughs> They can't, uh, my whole thing, what I wrote to you today is, I feel like they think they're now Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. Like the South Park guys, because first they did the thing where they were like doing the Kanye video, and I thought that was like kind of, I mean, I get it, I get making fun of them, but I thought it was kind of dumb, but everybody was like, that's so funny, that's so funny, I was like, that... that was the kind of shit that Matt and Trey Parker did when he dressed as like J-Lo to the Oscars, like. 15 years ago or whatever and then this movie the kim jong-il we got to kill kim jong-il that feels like such a shit version of a south park movie yeah you know like i watched and i was like this seems like a bad south park idea like that they're gonna do instead of south park guys yeah i I don't know i just think especially franco's overrated at this point like people I, i guess it's that hollywood thing where people get more into the idea of like what kind of person you might be and not necessarily how good your work is. So I think 127 hours is like his real claim to fame. But he also did like Oz and like that fucking shitty movie with uh Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Like he... oh, oh oh that shitty movie with Jason Statham? Yeah, yeah. I Doesn't mean he have a lot of them? Uh well he has he has yeah a lot of shitty movies, but I'm just saying like uh, <laughs> the fact what did that they do together. Um, he, uh, oh, that shit that just came out, right? That yeah. like was gone in a second. Yeah, he played like a country bumpkin meth dealer. Or oh some yeah. Shit. <laughs> um, also that movie that I know Chris loves it because uh, Selena Gomez is in it or whatever. But that fucking Spring Breakers movie is god awful and horrible to watch. It's 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 damn near impossible to finish. It's terrible. Hey um, man, you know James <laughs> Franco gave one of you know. You know this was. It, it, I don't know how to convey Chris's joking voice, but he's like. <laughs> That was one of the best black performances of the year by, by James Franco. <laughs> the same way he calls like Johnny Manziel a black quarterback. Yeah. I think he considers James Franco like black for that movie. <laughs> Dude, he was basically just acting black and in every negative stereotype of black there is. And it was just like, wow, what, what a revelation to see a, a guy take on a, uh, a, to take on a role like this. I'm like, dude, I, I can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't fuck with him, but, um, all right, let's play our games, guys. We've been going long enough, and it's time to get into what everybody came here to hear. Uh, and that is uh, games such as fucking with black people. Uh, here we go. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those black We're just fucking with... Fucking with black people. That's right. It's time for a game that we all hate, that we have to play, but it's the only way you can laugh to keep from crying. It's fucking with black people. And today's contestants on this game where we cha- we rate everything from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25 for fucking with black people racism. Today's contestants are Open Carry Texas and the Neighborhood Watch. The Neighborhood Watch. Mm. Karen's already not approving. Mm-mm. A predominantly black neighborhood in Houston has gotten a temporary reprieve from having a group of armed gun enthusiasts pay the area a visit. 
the houston chapter of open carry texas called off a walk that was planned for this past sunday in the city's fifth ward because an organizer was scheduled to attend a separate demonstration in another community it would have doubled as a canned food drive <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh previous like i just now i wonder if now i feel the way people feel when they hear that uh lebron gave money to the boys and girls foundation at his decision because it's like oh so you're gonna get them it's a oh it's a canned food drive and then in addition to that just a bunch of white dudes with guns walking through a black neighborhood right <laughs> but hey we gave some we got we got three cans of of corned beef um previous organizers organizers encouraged supporters of on facebook to make this a big event let's once again show that gun rights belong to all david ahmad a member of open carry texas told a blogger at the houston press newspaper that the group will use the extra time to communicate with fifth ward residents before the food drive is rescheduled okay mm. okay Communi- like guns for everybody except for the niggas in the neighborhood how is right? that how is that communication gonna work Mm-mm. hey man get the fuck out of my neighborhood with this gun right that's we're just that- here to help buddy <laughs> you got a gun and i got a gun get the fuck out of here i bought some sweet corn uh <laughs> if you go marching through the fifth ward like a bunch of stuffy old white boys carrying guns and spitting tobacco you'll get a bad response but if you go in there talking to people like human beings and explaining what you're doing the response will be different ahmad said which which is still with your guns though right maybe okay. they're gonna pull the hay man on on the black people that are mad <laughs> Get the fuck out of my neighborhood, white boy. Hey, man. It's all about guns. Uh, it's already been a month of awful press for open carry Texas. The group stunts at various chains, uh, restaurants such as Chipotle, uh, which prompted Chipotle to ask customers to leave their weapons at home. Even the National Rifle Association called the group's demonstrations weird and scary until they apologized. The pro-gun lobby ultimately walked the criticism back after open carry Texas members cut up their NRA cards. Uh, in protest. So, uh, what would you give this can from zero to a hundred open carry Texas walking through black neighborhood, but they called out the March, uh, cause they double booked apparently. You still get a hundred cause you're talking about rescheduling it. Okay. So you, okay. All right. And what about you, JL? What would you give this from zero to a hundred fucking with black people? I think I mean, the high, the highest you can give it, I think is 50. Uh, but, uh, we'll, I'll multiply by two. I was, I was going to, well, I was, okay, so does that mean I should say 40, so you give it an 80? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'll just mess with you, man. Zero 80. To, 80? All right, so I'm going to round it down to 75, because the interval is 25. Oh, okay. um, and I'm going to give it 75, too, man, because one, they were going to get some canned food. So that's good, because you know these black people need this canned food. They, they're black. Obviously, they're poor. Um, and also, I'm going to walk it down to 25, because they called it off. And I feel like they won't reschedule it. I think they just, I don't think they were double booked at all. I just Me think, either. I, I think, think so. they got scared when they thought about the, I, like they got some negative feedback from some other shit they did mm-hmm. and uh, actually had the opposite result that they wanted. Now people are banning guns in their restaurants that had no stance on the issue before. And now they're like, uh, we probably should like sit this one out. We have bad PR. Well, somebody told them, y'all go over there and mess with them niggas if you want to with them guns. <laughs> that won't end up well, Bob. You might want to cancel this one. Uh, Let's just go back to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it's safe there, Bob. <laughs> oh, my God. Those overcarry dudes are doing more to damage gun rights than they are to help. And they cause the people to actually tighten up. People that didn't care if you carried your gun or not. They're causing them to make a choice. You know what it is about guns? People think they don't care. 
they think that it's like i'm for guns if you want to own them i mean just respect it and it's your personal right until you just walk into fucking mcdonald's with a gun they're like what the fuck is wrong with you asshole trying to eat here i want to die slow from mcdonald's not fast when i was last in san antonio i was making some jokes about guns on stage and a guy up front goes you know made a joke like he was packing and i go are you allowed to carry guns And he goes as long as it's concealed and i was like and i made a joke and everybody started laughing because i was like wait why is it that concealing your weapon is the good thing like (laughs) i'd rather know if you're a nutbag with a gun than just look around and think everybody in here could be some crazy dude packing heat (laughs) like i don't know why concealing your gun is the level below having a gun in the open like i feel like concealment should be like the highest right (laughs) not not like Hey, look, now we're really care, like, now we're allowed to have guns in the open. You mean you had a gun the whole time? <laughs> you just hiding it in your coat? What the fuck? <laughs> I like the idea of you hiding the gun because to me, um, like, uh, if I see you with a, a gun in a restaurant, I, I, I would panic more than if I just didn't know. You know, it's like, it's like those yeah. people who are like, if you're cheating on me, just don't tell me. That, I feel like that with the gun, because I feel like you're going to have it anyway. That, that and the fact that I would be more afraid of somebody overtaking you and taking the gun. Now we have a whole different fucking set of issues other yeah. than you having a gun. Yeah. People already fuck with too much shit they don't understand. Like, I mm. I guarantee people are like, oh, hey, man, that's a gun. Can I hold it? <laughs> like, And for you know it, somebody <laughs> shot, right. and all they wanted to do was Eason hop. Yeah. Kid sitting yeah. behind him just starts like fucking with his gun and shit from the next seat over. Like poking at it. You know yeah. kids do stupid shit. Is this a safety? Um here's the other fucking with black people. After years of dedicated service with the Taconi Town Watch, Bill Walters was told his services were no longer needed earlier this year. The reason for his ouster? Walters is a proud member of the East Coast Knights of the True Invisible Empire. That empire being the Ku Klux Klan. And Walters isn't just a member. No, he's the group's grand dragon, which at least sounds impressive. So I, I don't guess. know what that means, but that's something high, I'm assuming. He's not only a member, Karen. He's the president. He's now, not Pan only a soul. client. He's the racist president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we received the information that Bill had been distributing flyers in the neighborhood trying to recruit new members, says town watching president Joe Nicoletti of the excommunication added that no one in the town watch had a clue about their neighbor's association with the Klan until the flyers turned up. And part of our bylaws state that members must promote harmony in the neighborhood. And we all know that harmony is not what the KKK is about. Well, I think that's a false equivalence because honestly, if there's no niggers around, the KKK can be pretty harmonious. <laughs> so you just yeah. have to get all the minorities out and then uh, they get along just fine. Walters has been with the KKK, which he consistently refers to as my Christian group for over 30 years. Well, that had to lead to some confusing. Ah. That led to some confusing conversation. Yes, it did. Yeah, I gotta go meet with my Christian group. Oh, well, you got Bible study, man. Maybe yeah, I can wait, come wait, through. Where's your, where's your church at? <laughs> Maybe I can come through. Not you, uh, Demarcus. What is it? Uh, Baptist, <laughs> Methodist? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a Baptist. I've been, uh, you know, I've uh, been uh, going to church all my life. I, I go to Amen Zion. Uh, maybe we can go together, uh, Demarcus. I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, buddy. <laughs> it's a very traditional Christian group, if you know what I'm saying. Just like Jesus. Yeah. No black, no people of color. No people of color. 
just like he wanted the words in red <laughs> he has lived in the Taconi neighborhood for the last 20 years joining the town watch about five years ago Walters also served as Republican committee man. Of course. Is that like the, is that like the racist Night's Watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at the Castle, at Castle White? Castle White. <laughs> Castle, Castle White's only. Yes. <laughs> Let's just shorten it. White Castle. We're yeah. done. <laughs> we, we have to protect the wall. <laughs> um, Walker, uh, Walters also served as a Republican committee man in the 65th Ward because of course. For more than a decade until he was recently kicked out. I'm not saying our Republicans are racist, guys, but come on. All races are Republican. Exactly. Uh, mm. and, and Walters doesn't get what all the fuss is about. <laughs> that might be my he, favorite thing. He don't understand. You, 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 your job is to protect everybody. My favorite thing is when racist people are like, what's the deal? Jeez. Like you can't even hate a minority anymore. What's wrong with you? Sure so I can't have a position of power and authority and hate black people? Jesus, man. Wow. Okay. He claims that he's being persecuted for his religious beliefs. We are a conservative Christian group, he says. My rights were infringed upon. I can't believe in what I want to. This is infringed on my First Amendment rights. I don't know why I feel like he says rights, R-A. G T D T H T S. You know it's right. <laughs> My First Amendment rights. Yeah. It's a reverse discrimination. You no, know, this here country, America, I love this here country. <laughs> Last week, a handful of his fellow Klan members came to ta- to Coney to show their support for Walters outside the neighborhood's free library oh. with Walters wearing his KKK uniform. Oh, man. Um, I, I don't think that's gonna help. I wonder if the black people in the whole town was a town of fifty people. I hope they weren't checking out any books that day. <laughs> I would know drive what? by. Mm-mm. I you know what? Those books. I get out the car and the KKK rallies in front of the library. Uh, that shit's just gonna be past due. Sorry. Yes, it is. I'll pay the fee. After a large group of people showed up to laugh and yell at them, the Klan left. It's my favorite thing about America now. That's this is the shit that gives me hope for America. Honestly is when people show up to be like, look at these fucking racist dicks. You know, like, come check out the Klan rally so we can laugh at them. We don't want to fight them. We don't want to kill them. We just want to laugh at how fucking stupid these assholes are. But if you're old school Klan, I got to defend the old school Klan a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. If you're old school Klan, don't you look at these new jacks carrying your legacy going, well, why aren't you burning down a house, for Christ's sake? Stand mm-hmm. up for your principles. Ah, they're like the you new... You just leave? You just leave? They're like you the new... You talk about rats, and then you don't burn crosses? <laughs> what kind of bullshit pussy clan are we running these days? I remember the days where you, we used to could just burn them and hang them, and didn't nobody had no problem. You didn't even try to hang anybody? I bet you don't even have any rope. Look, you don't look. even got no rope. What you got? <laughs> bubble tape? You chewing gum? You chewing gum? That's how you. No clan member chews gum. What are you chewing that bub bubblelicious? I bet your dad didn't even teach you how to tie a knot. A noose for the noose, boy. Let me slap you like that boy on that Arab show, Tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good show, by the way. The KKK is planning another rally there this fall. Walters wants to take legal action against the town watch and the 65th ward, but hasn't been able to find a lawyer to take his case. Hmm. I wonder why. JL, you need some work? I do. I actually do. <laughs> I'm there. 
JL's like, I'm doing shows out there. These YouTube videos ain't free. (laughs) JL's like, I got, I got a show out there that way. (laughs) Stop doing some. I'm in, I'm in Houston in September. (laughs) We can make arrangements. I just go in like my most racist looking white southern suit. Don't get it. I have to stay out of the sun for the rest of the summer. So I, you know, so you don't and then, and then just go head right to my shows from the courtroom in my white suit, still talking like an ain't, like a southern lawyer. Like, now these here boys wasn't doing nothing but showing respect for the Constitution. My- and y'all gonna, y'all gonna act like they ain't. Good Christian white man. <laughs> I am a Mike Parched on this stage. Is somebody bring me a mint julep? <laughs> oh, Lord. As, I, as I fan myself <laughs> in the courtroom. And they're like, motherfucker, it's 2014. We have air conditioning. What are you doing? Break out of character. <laughs> you show up to the court and do 10 minutes. <laughs> well, that's my time. Uh, I got to get out of here, guys. Uh, Walters, uh, yeah, so he, no one will take it. He sent a letter to the ACLU, which turned him down, which, goddamn, ACLU normally take everybody. Yes, they help everybody. They, they, they defend everybody. And they's yeah. like, you know what? Mm-mm, sorry, you wrong, sir. Yeah, they're like, uh, come on, man. Come on, dog. This is just right. Nothing to do with your free, with your rights. Now he's waiting on a reply from the Philadelphia Bar Association. His Facebook page, uh, his friends, Includes City Councilman David O, Daily News columnist Stu Bykowski, and Congressman Pat Meehan. How how how, how uh, you think he lost some friends? I bet you, I had five hundred and fifty friends. All of a sudden, I I done dropped a few. Uh, I feel like he gained friends because people like a shit show. True, that, that's but- America now. People are like like this dude. Fucking can't wait to be his friend, and then everything he posts, they're just like you fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, a bunch of people are his friends that are famous. Um, and it's filled with the sort of things you expect from a guy with this background. Here's one. The wicked, including homosexuals, will not inherit the kingdom of God. True. End white discrimination (laughs) for every non-white right our government passes. They take away the rights of the white Americans with two exclamation points. They're the only ones. I love the controversial two exclamation points. Cause you don't feel strong enough to go to the full three, ah! but you know it's more than one. And make it official. Yeah. Stop interracial relationships. All caps. Hey now. <laughs> there would be no JL Covan if we had to do that, guys. Okay. You just be a race like Marty McFly right now and shit. To be fair, though, my parents do have a horrible marriage, and I'm not actually sure I should be here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then, would you even be a jazz fan if there was no interracial relationships? Well, like I said, I needed I needed Malone and Stockton. Like I was, you know, that's my origin story as a jazz fan. It's like if they were making the movie, you'd see my mom and dad yelling at each other all day, and then me turning on the TV watching Big Malone and Little Stockton just high fiving each other. I'm like, that's so beautiful, like a like a Coke commercial or a Cheerios ad, but with basketball players. Like, oh, look at the big black guy and the small white lesbian getting together. <laughs> That's so cool with the short shorts. Yay. No, I love Stockton and Malone. I'm just kidding with the lesbian comment. <laughs> uh, he only kind of looks like one. That's um, right. <laughs> I know we have a bad name, but it's not that way no more. He insists. When was the last time a black or Hispanic got hung on a tree? Well, that is a pretty low bar, I would say. 
look we ain't hanging them no more we just don't fucking like them and we need to get together and vent so that's all and i can't watch the neighborhood now man in 25 years the clan's just gonna be a racist twitter account it's just gonna be hashtag hate blacks and, that's <laughs> it. and some old grandpa who like was like a grand wizard in like the 50s will be like are you fucking kidding me and in a weird way i'll agree with him i'll like you know on like principle i'll be like i hate your cause but yeah. i feel you because we're all pussies hashtag even... yes all pussies so like the racists <laughs> like they'll just be tweeting and blogging racist stuff and it's like do we even need to get angry at the clan anymore let them just have their blog and their their web traffic it won't They're even not... it won't even say hate blacks it'll just say like Anyone else kind of dislike minorities? Retweet if you agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Favorite if you agree. Yeah. Retweet if you've ever hated a black person to their face. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the bold people at the group. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do a poll. Anyone who doesn't like black people, just uh, vote yes. Um, but yeah, Walters uh, says he's going to wait and see how things play out with the lawyers, assuming he finds one. But his next step might be to start a town watch of his own with KKK members. Hmm. we're basically the same thing as the town watch he says we want to try to get rid of the trash coming in the dark trash yeah the black <laughs> trash in black bags if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah man uh zero to 100 just wrote at kkk for the millennial clan members <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> I need to, I think I need to do a sketch, to be honest. I think I need to do like Millennial Clan. Yeah, I will watch it. That would be awesome. You can get Chris Lambert in it and you can kind of be like, instead of being hateful to him, you'll just won't be nice. Right. I'll be like, oh, and then you just see me texting to the side like (laughs) another black guy, hashtag, oh no. (laughs) And then like my grandfather walks in and is like, what the heck? You sitting in a room with blacks and you go, and it's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's our, it's, we're cool with that. We just tweet about them how we don't like them. Yeah. Oh, and no. then just another tyrant slap. Right. <laughs> oh. They need to get like hashtag tyrant slap going. Cause that was, that was a defining slap for that oh, my pilot God. episode. That totally just changed the dynamic of the entire show. It woke me up. <laughs> it was like 45 minutes in. I'm like, this seems pretty, oh my, oh God. my God. Was there a thunderstorm outside? What the fuck? <laughs> and he hit him. The double slap is so rare. Yeah. Just, wow. Just, you all, hey, listen, guys, I rarely recommend anything on this show. You, you gotta watch that first pilot episode of Tired Dog. That shit got real. Um, but anyway, what did you get this guy? Zero to a hundred on the, uh, fuckable black people scale. Karen? <laughs> he get a hundred. Uh, JL? Um, I, you know, clan equals a hundred. You can't really back off. But in in my heart, I kind of want to go seventy five because he's shaming his clan ancestors. He's right. way too tame. So like they'd give him a zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give him. I'll give him a hundred though. Yeah, he had to ask for like permission and shit to <laughs> go to the library. He went to the library, man. Oh yeah, it's, you're right. His grandfather's rolling over his fucking grave of of hatred. But uh, yeah, I, I give it a hundred too. Because, uh, my favorite, the thing that adds to 25 for me is my favorite thing is when a guy is racist and goes, what's the big deal? I love that. Yeah. He, he it's my fucking down. favorite, man. We're just like, this is racist as shit. And they're just like, but uh, what? 
Where are you I, getting that from? I can't watch the neighborhood now. I can't have a gun and patrol the neighborhood. Oh, wow. Here we but go. I'm, I'm definitely, I just made a note to myself. I'm definitely, because I've got a couple weeks of road work coming up, so I do a lot of, a lot of writing during the day. I am going to write working title millennial racist, <laughs> but I really do want to do like a, like a clan, like maybe they'll be like hipsters. Like they have like half a hood or it's like not a full hood, but it's like a different looking, like yeah. a wool, a knit, a knit hood, like a white scarf. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly, like, exactly. Yes. I think this could be really a white hoodie. Yes. <laughs> think pretty like- smart. Good idea. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want any more suggestions because I want yeah, it to yeah. come from my head so no, I don't no. have to give like 80 writing credits. But yeah. I'm I'm telling you, millennial KKK or something like that could be a hit. Yeah, I, I love it. I, you know, I'll spread the word. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're very good. You're uh, very good about uh, helping me out. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's play our last game, which is, of course, Guess the Race. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right. It's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the world. And we have our contestant today, JL Covan of the Righteous Prick Podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along and they're quite racist. <clears throat> <laughs> Police seek a suspect in the Philadelphia gun range robberies. Philadelphia police are asking for help finding a suspect in two armed robberies this month outside of gun ranges in the city. Wow. This is like robbing the police station. You know what I mean? Like, they just wouldn't even see it coming. Uh, yeah. It's like, is that a fucking gun? Because if they did, they'd have shot his ass. Yeah. Now hurry up and give me your gun. <laughs> what? Police say... <laughs> 27-year-old Jeffrey Chandler is wanted in a June 11 robbery outside of Yuri's gun range and a June 12th robbery at the Delaware Valley Sports Center gun shop and shooting range. In the first incident, police alleged Chandler and a 21-year-old Samaya Potiet held up a 68-year-old man who was getting inside his car, into his car outside the gun range. Chandler pointed a gun at the man's face and took the victim's backpack, which contained two 22 caliber handguns. Then he took those two guns and robbed some more motherfuckers. It's like a right now I got four guns. Pyramid scheme. Uh, Potiet took items from the victim's pockets. The two then fled in a dark-colored two-door vehicle and were last seen driving north on Percy Street. Um, then the next day, the two approached a 68-year-old man. Man, is that two 68-year-olds in a row? Mm-hmm. Wow. You like them old because you get them young, you might get bullet in your ass. Well, maybe they uh didn't want to go 69 and own one. Uh, outside what? the Delaware Valley Sports Center, as he placed a duffel bag that contained seven handguns in the, in the bed of his pickup truck. Woo. Now, how small is your dick if you got to roll around with seven handguns? Come on, man. The woman, <laughs> the woman pointed a handgun at the victim's face and demanded money and his cell phone. The robbers took the bags of guns and a 67-year-old man who was standing on the other side of the vehicle was shot during the incident. The gunshot hit the man's femoral artery. He is now hospitalized in critical but stable condition. 67. The pair fled in a black sedan. Podiat was arrested on June 13th and is charged with aggravated assault and robbery and other offenses in connection with the two robberies. Uh, Chandler is still on the run. 
multiple tattoos on both arms and the word stretch on his right hand um so guess the race of the remaining criminal uh jeffrey chandler i'm gonna say jeffrey chandler i'm going i'm going black all right let's check the chat room see what they think definitely white says diane yolo white street terrorist says black rob uh (laughs) that's what the felon bay was street terrorist uh was planning a large dinner party white the original grand theft auto character which is white the correct answer is guys and jl got it right white a black I never beat the audience. I'm either right with them or I'm wrong. Yes, take that, audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, they missed it, so they get some booze. Uh, why didn't it play? Yeah, there we go. Um, never mind then. Oh, boo! Yes. Oh, Technical difficulties on the boo. Even the boo machine was wrong. Um, all right, let's go to number two. Speaking of 68-year-olds, I feel like a trend's going on. Police in Brooklyn have arrested a 68-year-old woman for allegedly snatching a purse. Oh. Authorities say Hannah Harris stole a purse. Hannah's such an old lady name. (laughs) That's very old school. Hannah Harris stole a purse from a 45-year-old woman at Mulaney's Bar and Grill in Fort Greene Sunday. She's charged with grand larceny and criminal possession of stolen property. Investigators believe Harris also stole a purse from inside the tea lounge on Union Street in Park Slope on June 1st. Not the tea lounge. Police say crimes like this increase in the summer because people are spending more time outside, which makes it uh, for a faster getaway in the eyes of would-be criminals. They say you can avoid being the target for theft by keeping expensive items out of sight and being aware of your surroundings. Well, or move out of New York. Um, JL, guess the race of Hannah Harris. And what part of New York was it? Brooklyn is Man, this 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 all screams black to me except the name Hannah. Mm. Um and it could be an old lady in Brooklyn, a holdover, you know. Uh mm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say white. Hannah I can't I can't get over Hannah. Alright, let's take the chat room. Park slope white. Hannah, that raggedy white yamp from girls. Jesus. <clears throat> Lena Dunham slander in the chat room today. White, I guess white, 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 ain't B instead of Aunt B. Uh, uh, the correct answer is everybody got it, white. Yeah. Let's go to the bonus round, guys. <clears throat> Double the points and the raise. Double the points and the raise. That's right. It's the bonus round against the race where JL's is two, JL is two for two. But everything now is worth double the points. Double the racism, JL. You getting nervous? Not at all. I'm all feeling right. like I'm finally hitting my stride in this game. All right. Winsboro, Louisiana. Fast. <clears throat> A woman is being charged with attempted murder. After deputies say she flung her baby out of a moving car. What? Yes. 
franklin parish sheriff's office had, was dispatched to franklin medical center in winsboro around 1 30 a.m sunday june 22nd they were called to the er when staff noticed a 20-month-old child suffering injuries that were reported as severe in nature on arriving deputies with the sheriff's office began interviewing the child's mother and quickly became alarmed about the facts of the case the mother of the child who's been identified as 23 year old Lasasha Allen of Winsboro was brought to the sheriff's office where further investigation revealed the true intent of the injuries. It was finally determined that this was more, uh, more than an accident. This was an intentional act, said the sheriff, uh, Kevin Cobb. According to sheriff's investigators, Allen had made contact with the father of the child on Saturday, June 21st, and had told the father that the child had fallen out of a car window while riding in the Monroe area and had been injured. The intent, according to the sheriff, Kyle, was to get a reaction from the father. Wow. That's right. The next day, she got when she got no response, she made a determination to make it come true. <gasps> so the first day, she lied, and he was like, okay, you're crazy. And then she was like, oh, you think that's crazy? I will one-up you on the crazy game. See? And threw the baby out the car. Cobb stated that when that attempt failed on the Friday, following day, Sunday, June 22nd, Allen staged an event in which she placed a 20-month-old in the passenger seat, accompanied by another 7-year-old child who was placed in the back seat and had to witness this shit, drove to a rural location with an extremely curvy road. According to investigation, Allen then drove at a speed up to 45 miles an hour, <gasps> reached over, opened the door, and intentionally caused a younger child to be shoved out. According to the report, Allen stated that her intent was to inflict minor damage, 40 miles, 45 miles an hour and an child. adult can die so what do you think for a child so that she would not be caught in a lie with the child's father she then waited for a period of time and took the injured child to the medical center she was having stories that just weren't adding up it did not make sense she arranged it basically staged the event to where it looked like an accident cops said the injury suffered by the child were very serious and the child was airlifted to shreveport medical facility for treatment he stated that according to the information received today that the, from the medical center facility, the child is in stable condition pending surgery. One thing is certain, the child is in a safer place today than in the hands of the mother. Justice can't move quickly enough for this. Right. Allen has been charged with attempted second-degree murder and is in custody on $750,000 behind. Um, and in addition to the injured child, she has had five other children who have been placed in the custody of child services. So, guess the race, J.L. Coban, of LaSasha Allen. Well, it is Louisiana, so that's, that is a tricky spot mm-hmm. when you're determining the race of somebody. It's all a melting pot. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew back, McConaughey would have to do some research to figure this out because they got like backwoods, white. Backwoods, Creole, <laughs> you know, just what are, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'm going to say the name once again, just like Hannah was the help. I got to go black. All right. Matthew McConaughey would have had to figure it out too, because like they had like some black sounding names, and then they went out, and it was white people in True Detective. Worst thing about True Detective was the fact that they they gave you Clark Peters for a scene in the in the pilot, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, Freeman's gonna be on this show, and that was it. Yeah, they got Lester Freeman to do one scene in an eight episode show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not relevant, but my favorite thing was uh, the white dude named like Jerome or some shit that they had to go find. Cause <laughs> until they said like his, I forget whatever it was, but until they like saw, till you saw him, I was like, oh, they gonna check get a brother. And then it was like, can you talk to him one second, Leroy? And there's a white dude and, like 
i guess it is louisiana that makes sense yeah yeah um so the chat room says well she has his attention now black you can clap your hands and stomp your feet but this black girl you sure can't beat oh lord not sasha but la sasha black she also tweeted <laughs> funny story um uh, i have a basketball uh like an evolution it's pretty nice basketball and i write my name on it you know to so I, it doesn't get stolen at the gym and shit um and i wrote the o with like a smiley face and i'm gonna put a beard on it and shit um but i also named the ball because my old ball was named bertha and i'd be like let me get bertha man we're gonna go play with bertha we you know get it out the sack and it was getting old so this one's love bertha and and I, <laughs> I i wrote that on the ball too <laughs> anyway uh she had the athleticism to strongly and accurately throw the baby black Oh, you skipped to. LaSasha ain't saying I'm sorry for nothing no time. Okay. She also tweeted, only a happy Father's Day to all the real dads on their grind black. Oh. <laughs> they handle their responsibilities. Elaborate, dangerous. Mr. Clark don't like you because you don't handle your responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate, dangerous scheme to pull on her man black. And black, says Wilbur. The correct answer is, and everybody got it black. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you, JL. You done came a long way. You yeah, just JL, have a tough time on JL this game. Is three for three. I'm almost scared to do the last story because I feel like he's come so far. It'll be like the U.S. getting a tie. <laughs> here comes, here comes ra- racist Naldo, uh, Cristiano Racisto coming through. Oh no! <laughs> a 27 year old man is facing aggravated assault charges after allegedly choking his girlfriend because she couldn't cook dinner fast enough. Ah! That's what the microwave's for, ladies. You think she, you think she was like, sorry? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then went wash the hell. Sorry, sorry, dinner's not ready. He's like, oh, your hair is luxurious though. According to Moha, to the Mojave County Sheriff's Office in Arizona, a physical altercation took place between the couple as a result of the girlfriend's slow cooking. Well, if you're gonna use a slow cooker, you gotta start at eight in the morning, man. You better. The 22 year old victim told officials that Dustin Eric Green, 27, had threatened to beat her with a rubber mallet, but instead began to choke her. <laughs> the fuck is, what kind of acme shit is that? Ah! <laughs> and then he dropped an anvil on her head. Yeah. I can either beat you with this sponge hammer, this rubber mallet. Uh, or, drop a safe on you. Yeah, or this inv- or these fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me get my inflatable saw, girl. I'll fucking do it. The woman uh, grabbed a knife and stabbed Green in the leg. According to officials, Green began beating the back of her head. Mojave police uh, responded to a home near Thompson and Northern Avenues around 6 p.m. and found Green, who had two warrants for violation of his probation and failures to pay fines at two different courts. Uh, Green told officials of his stabbing wound, and he was taken to Kingsman Hospital Medical Center, where he was treated and released. The suspect was booked in the Mojave County Jail. Guess the race of Mr. Dustin eric green dustin eric green when i hear three names like that Mm -hmm. i immediately think white serial killer (laughs) so i'm going white all right let's check the chat room see what they believe like we're getting a little scarce on the guesses here uh black scared yeah they're getting scared they don't want to go they don't want to go three for four oh and uh i was thinking well her a knife wasn't from acme because her shit really cut yeah, she was the roadrunner in that situation. 
Boop, boop. Uh, <laughs> yes. Black Gallagher, white, men's rights activist white. <laughs> if they got married, they wouldn't go through this white. Oh. Yeah, we read that study on the show that said, uh, uh, married dads are the solution to, uh, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting beat, ladies, just marry that nigga. He'll be, he'll stop. Asphalt Assassin, one of the men in that Pantene video that just got tired of her rude ass, sorry, not sorry. Oh. White and white privilege wants food cooked impossibly quick. The correct answer is, is. for the game. White JL Covan got it. <laughs> the rare four for four from JL Covan. He's on fire, man. A couple finally you got- hitting my stride. Finally, from start to finish. I was. It was LeBron-esque tonight. It was. <laughs> yes. No cramps. No cramps. <laughs> Do not opt out of this contract or we're coming for you, man. <laughs> and, of course, uh, some of you guys said black. You racist sons of bitches. Why I got to be black? Uh, really? Oh, uh, wait. Where's my booze? <laughs> no. This is it. Why, why, won't, why won't my booze play? <laughs> Oh, well. All right. Anyway. It's been a positive show. They just yeah. want to keep the positivity. <laughs> yeah. Going. Boo, you sons of bitches. You <laughs> missed it. How about that? I'll say it. Boo. boo. You suck. Boo. You boo. Can it I get terrible. that racist old KKK? But boo. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Boo. You suck. You're terrible. Boo. Get out of my neighborhood, I, which I'm watching for black people. <laughs> I'm watching my neighborhood for black people. All right. Sorry, Ratchet, which is the last story. Helston neighbors of Samurai sword wielding man speak of a nightmare. Neighbors of a man handed a conditional discharge after he brandished a samurai sword in Helston has spoken of the nightmare they lived in. Michael Glanville pleaded guilty to a fray by using or threatening unlawful violence, but denied having an offensive weapon in a public space. This plea was accepted by the prosecution when 46 year old Glanville appeared before the Truro crown court. Glanville who lived in a flat in Kingsley Way at the time, had confronted his neighbor, Robert Sellers, with a two-foot blade on the afternoon of Sunday, April 14th, after getting angry about Mr. Sellers using a hammer on a do-it-yourself project. It was claimed Glanville, I wonder if that, you think that uh, hammer he was using on the do-it-yourself project was getting his wife to cook dinner faster? Ah, I wonder. It was a rubber hammer. Uh, it, it was claimed Glanville had threatened to chop his head off during an argument about the noise, but had not used a sword in any way, merely lifting it up. Like Elon James White did. Mm-hmm. I told Elon that shit was a crime. Try to act like it was rational. Oh, you gotta have a sword sometimes. That's crazy. You're crazy. Person. Sometimes you just have to have a sword, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> now where's my hat? I need a hat to speak. <laughs> now starting a podcast about it. Negroes use swords. <laughs> podcast 75 um it was uh glanville who now lives in saint clemens close truro was given a 12-month conditional discharge and ordered to pay 15 euro victim surcharge for what judge christopher harvey clark described as a silly act so 12 months and 15 dollars that's the problem karen 12-month conditional discharge means he didn't go to jail no 15 fucking euro and then the judge says a silly act. Well, let me threaten to cut your fucking head off with a sword. I feel like it gets a little more serious. I think you take it a little bit, a little bit more, uh, less politely. It wouldn't be so goddamn silly. 
the packet ha- can now reveal the neighbor said on, in the aftermath of the incident, which could not be printed until the close of the ca- court case. At the time, some residents have been considering starting a petition. Oh, you English people <laughs> calling for Glenville and another person living there to be evicted by landlords, coastline housing, claiming they had suffered for two years. They're going to change that word. They're a nightmare, and they keep residents awake at day and night. We're sick of it. Every single person on this street gets on, which is unusual, and they're the fly in the ointment. I won't walk out on my own at night at all. I have to have my fiancé come and pick me up, literally from 100 yards, because I won't walk home. Most homes in the road keep their curtains and blinds permanently. First of all, she shouldn't say sorry, okay? Need your man to come get you out the car. That's fine, although you are promoting patriarchy. You can do anything a man can, all right? You walk past that sore-wielding son of a bitch. Don't you, say sorry. And you don't say sorry. You look him right in his eyes, and you dare him to cut you. Most homes in that road keep their curtains and blinds permanently closed so as to not indicate whether the resident is home. Damn, they got these motherfuckers hiding like Jehovah Witnesses is outside. Close my eyes. <laughs> he looking. He looking. <laughs> Put that food back in the oven. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> I had a flashback and live with my grandma. Um, mm-hmm. so while one acknowledged that the coastline's hands were tied as there was a, were a, a procedure that had to be followed, another was critical that nothing had been done yet. They're just doing nothing, said the resident. It was claimed that Glanville and a woman regularly knocked on people's doors, often a few times a day, asking for slices of bread or cigarettes, <gasps> and had been sick in other people's gardens. We always ring each other if we're going to go around. I just don't answer the door. It's just a way of life now, added the resident. A spokesman for Coastline Housing said at the time, Coastline takes allegations of antisocial behavior very seriously and acts upon all reports of antisocial behavior by or against his customers. We work very closely with the police and other agencies by sharing information to ensure our communities are safe places to live. So they walking around knocking on people's doors several times a day and throwing up and shit, huh? Yeah, I want bread and cigarettes. Our antisocial behavior policy is following in, followed in all cases in a serious or long-running case of circumstances can lead to the perpetrator losing their tenacity. Tenancy, okay, they get kicked out. For incidents involving weapons, we work very closely with the police and other partners and will seek possession of the home along with an injunction to prevent the person returning to the area. In all incidents of antisocial behavior, we keep complaints informed throughout, complainants informed throughout the process and customers are very satisfied with the way in which we deal with all incidents. The Crown Court was told that Coastline since imposed a civil order on Glanville that prevented him from entering Kingsley Way for one year. All right, man, that's crazy. And that's why you guys got to watch out. You live next to these sore people terrorizing the neighborhood. Don't be afraid to report them, guys. Please don't. All right, because they're not afraid to cut your ass. Oh, with no problem. Uh, J.L. Covan, you can find him at the Righteous Prick Podcast on Twitter, at J.L. Covan. Go be his Facebook friend. Uh, go like Righteous Prick on Facebook. Do 10, 15 minutes on there. Uh, <laughs> your own choosing, your own material. Um, he doesn't mind. And, I think uh, I think if they check out if they haven't listened to my podcast if they check out the new one this week that'll that's a good selling that's like a good selling point to yeah. to subscribe and and listen yeah the one thirty man one of my favorite episodes this is a top five righteous prick for me dog thank um, you and uh yeah make sure you guys do all that of course visit our sponsor shadow dog productions go to iTunes and buy their uh new album the call and buster adventures uh which is about the two dumbest ass hitmen ever 
Uh, so it's in his writing dexter put that in the copy man um so make sure you guys do that and uh we'll be back saturday and we're mulling over how we're going to cover the nba draft for balls deep sports um but we'll let you guys know that a premium members you'll get an email or something Mm -hmm. um but until saturday or friday or whatever for you other people that are premium i love you i love you too baby